and welcome to the McYappin Fries Movie Podcast. My name is Gavin. My name is Ian. And we've got a very, very, very exciting episode lined up for you today. There's a lot of big news that's been happening over the last few weeks. Uh, some of it, I'm sure, has been pissing some of you fanboys off major. And if uh, you want to email Gavin about giving out about it. If you want to ask to me say. some questions, you want to send some shit my way, or if you want to ask Ian anything, you can email us at podcast at mcyappinfries.com. That's podcast at mcyappinfries.com. So we'll be going over the news, and then after that, Ian and I've got a few reviews for you. I'll be uh, I'll be doing a little... <laughs> I got some. I got two weird reviews for you. I'll be uh, traveling back in time a little bit to 1994, and I'll be uh, reviewing Pompoko, the Studio Ghibli movie. And uh, after that, I'll be talking about the movie uh, Magic Magic, which was one of two films that Sebastian Silva made with Michael Cera. The other one was Crystal Fairy. Haven't had the chance to see that. Crystal Fairy is the, uh, the only one that got a cinema release, and Magic Magic went direct to DVD everywhere, I mean, no, uh, went direct to DVD in the US and got a cinema release in most other countries. Well, that bodes well. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. The way I see it, if a, if a movie gets a direct to DVD release in the US, it could still be good. Yeah, yeah. If it uh, gets a DVD release in other places, it's probably shit. Yeah. Um, I'll be reviewing Elysium, which is the Matt Damon, Matt starring, Damon. Matt Damon starring film from. Um, what? What's the director's name? <laughs> oh, Neil Blomkamp. Neil Blomkamp. Director yeah. of District 9. Director of District 9. Matt Damon. So we'll get to that. But before we do, we should just shut up talking about anything else and talk about the big news, which is that... The big news. Ben Affleck. Has ben Affleck. As Batman in the <laughs> Batman versus Superman film. Uh, and uh, just so you know, the title of the movie right now is still not confirmed. It's just it's still being referred to as the Man of Steel sequel. Oh, is it? Yeah. I thought they they confirmed it was going to be no, one no, of the no, versus no. things. It's no, not going to no, be no, Superman no. versus they, they the said, asshole from Fashionable Male. No, no, no. They said that they said that at Comic Con, no. basically just to you know just to jerk the fanboys off. Gotcha. You know, but uh, they have since then they've kind of gone back on that. They're using that because it's an easy title. Yeah. I hope they don't go with it because, as we've said before, the last franchise that had verses in it didn't go very well. No. Uh, so right now, uh, it sells the whole according to the short. press, it's basically being taunted as the. Uh, the Man of Steel sequel. Untitled Superman fe- sequel featuring Batman. Yes, mm. there you go. And and because the, the Zack Snyder has uh, gone on record saying that um, even though they're not adapting Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns, they are using that book as a as sort of a gateway to tell this particular story. As a which, tone piece or yeah. a touchstone. So you would assume that Batman will kick Superman's ass. If any of you have read Dark Knight Returns, you'll know that that's what happens. And they Personally, I, I can't wait to see Affleck beat the shit out of Henry Cavill. <laughs> is he going to get pumped, do you think? Because Cavill's huge. Is he going to get pumped? Yeah, I would imagine he is. Like Batfleck, Batfleck's going to have to get... He's gonna get the like. Well, did you, did you saw the town, right? Yeah. He was. He was. But that was a while ago. I mean, he was, he was cut a shit in that. He <laughs> was wearing a lot of suits in Argo. You know what I mean? And directing and shit. You know how about well, that shit with Peter Jackson? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But he still managed to find him. He still managed to find the time to give himself one shirtless shot. That's true. Yeah, and uh, it's not that a few hours in the gym can't solve. True. And from what I understand, he's already started working out. Oh really? Yeah. They start shooting in February. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like. I need to get bigger text. Yep, and the uh, the movie is set to be released in July, July 2015. Yeah, so that's July 2015. Star Wars Episode 7 is starting 2014. 2015 is looking to be a very crowded year. And then Avengers Age of Ultron starts to begin production next March. Shit just got insane! <laughs> It's ridiculous. This it's is, crazy. This is, it's I don't crazy. know what's going on. You want to I mean, you want to go with your opinion first? I mean, what do you think about all this? I think this is great. I think, I think it's genius. Yeah. I mean, it's the I 
It's the it's, it's this weird thing of like when okay when when it was first announced, like everyone else, I was shocked. Yeah. Not necessarily because it's a, I think it's a bad idea, but because it was so left field. Yeah. It it they kept this really quiet. Even even uh, his negotiations, a lot of people at his fucking at at the agency that repped him, and even a lot of people in Warner Brothers had no idea mm. that these negotiations were going on. I just woke up terribly hungover, checked Twitter and thought something, some weird practical joke was being played on me. I was, I just, for the, just for the sheer fun of it, I don't even know why I Googled Ben Affleck. What? I Google. I Google. I do that everyone every day. I Google random people. Yourself? You know? No, no, no. I, I haven't done that in Matt months. <laughs> I, I Kirsten ben, Stewart. I googled Ben Affleck and I thought like I thought I was what what, what the fuck is going on? And it's like Ben Ben Affleck is is is, is has the, he died? He's the new Batman. And I was like what? This isn't possible. Yeah, I thought it was someone taking the piss, and then it's like I thought it was a huge fucking joke. Is this everyone's April? taking the piss? <laughs> um, but the more I thought about it, it's perfect. The more I liked it, I mean, he looks the part. Yep. You know, he's got the chin. Uh, he's, he's, you know... He's, he's worn a cowl before. He's a big guy, you know, and um, and he's got the chops for it. And actually, if you, depending on which generation of, uh, you know, bat, bat, you know, like a Batman comics you read, he looks like Bruce Wayne. Mm. He does, he looks like Bruce Wayne. He looks more like Ben Affleck, which is a problem I'm probably going to have until the movie, see, we see a trailer or something like that. Yeah. Because he's always, like I said, he's the asshole from Fashionable Mail. Or he's the guy in the diner. I I he's the guy in the diner in Clerks too with the handlebar mustache. You, know you see, what I mean? you see, like I haven't thought of him that way in, yeah. in a long time. Neither did I, but I just got recently back into it for some reason. <laughs> okay, but uh, you know, I mean, how do you feel about the the fanboy reaction? Not you know, it ha not only has it been negative. Fuck the internet. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting to that. But it's it hasn't just been negative. It's been crazy negative. Signing petitions to get him removed. One fucking, you know, like there's one group of people that's actually trying to get Obama to stop to, to get him fired. It's like Just, Jesus Christ, man. But I mean, this is maybe your ex exposure to this now, but that kind of shit happens all the time. Like, I mean, in all sorts of fields, the number of things. The woman who um, managed to get was it? She got Jane Austen on the five pound note, five bob note, or twenty bob note in the UK. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Rape threats, death threats, the internet went shit. Petitions, rape threats? Petitions for raping her. All this kind of crazy shit went on. Jesus. Like, it's a whole thing in the UK and the US now that, like, any women authors or like that who are on Twitter, they get this all the time. Right. Um, no, I mean, we've heard, like, a negative backlash before. Even but, uh, even with Heath Ledger as the Joker, oh, yeah. people went apeshit. Michael Keaton as Batman, people yeah. went absolutely apeshit. What's her name? Selena Kyle. Uh, Princess Diaries is Selena and, Kyle. And Hathaway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, pe people just... But this is, like, ridiculous. I mean, people are getting vicious and very personal. And in my opinion, if there's anyone who, you know, has earned the right to tell people to shut the fuck up, it's this guy. Yeah. He's crawled himself out of movie jail, movie hell, and he did it on his own. Like, you know, and, and some other director didn't rediscover him the way Tarantino rediscovered Travolta or rediscovered he his way back. Pam, Greer, Pam Greer. I mean, this guy <laughs> fucking... You know, like he 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 chopped it. You know, he chopped his way through the Amazon to get yeah. back in here. I mean, the level of outrage is out there is almost as if Matt Damon got cast. Yeah, <laughs> that Matt would Damon. Piss, that would piss me off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Batman. Uh, it's just, I mean, like if it's so perfect, it's, it's like it's, it's gone to the point where I really want this guy to hit a home run with this because I just want these fanboy fucks to just they'll fuck forget me. about it by the time the first well, that, trailer that's, comes that's out. I mean, like they've, you know, even the the the. Um, you know the the uproar has kind of died down already mm. a little bit thanks to Miley Cyrus. Yes, <laughs> and her twerking. And her twerking. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and th that girl's mouth needs to get back in her mouth. I want to. Tongue I, needs to get back in her mouth. 
Alan Thicke and Billy Ray Cyrus need to get their shit fucking beat out of them. That, that, that's what needs to happen. Is Alan Thicke Robin Thicke's that? Yeah. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. Man. Never heard of this guy before. I'm, I'm going home. I'm burning my Growing Pains box set. <laughs> right next to my Kirk Cameron Christian books. Did you see the quote? Uh, did you see it was a Dark Horizon had the quotes from other uh, people talking to, talking about the casting? Yes. So like Adam West said, uh, remember Bring, ben, bring, bring deodorant. Bring, it gets very hot. Bring deodorant, yeah. Lots of heat. <laughs> Even like asked Joss Whedon, he actually just commented on it, which is like, I work for the other guys, but fuck it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> he's yeah. like, he's perfect. He's, he's perfect. The, he's the one who said he's got the chin. Yeah. He just needs the material. Affleck and Cavill, toe to toe, I'm in. Yeah, and also um, Paul Dini. And if, if you're going to listen to anyone about anything yeah. Batman related, you should listen to Paul Dini. For those of you who don't know, Paul Dini was the guy behind the revolutionary 90s uh, Batman animated series. Um, and even he, like, back way before any of this was going on, uh, and I think it was at a panel in Comic-Con, or not, I don't know if it was San Diego Comic-Con, it was one of the Comic-Cons, and they mm. asked him, one fan asked him, like, who in your opinion would make the perfect Batman? Yeah. And he said, Ben Affleck. And uh, after this was announced, they're like, who do you think would make the perfect Batman? And then it's like, oh, I, they've already cast him. Yeah. <laughs> it just makes you worry that, again, you know, Warner is making the decision, Zack Snyder, um, Christopher Nolan. Like, it's so perfect. I'm scared for the rest of the movie now. <laughs> no, what's, In a way. what scares me now is, because I think the casting's great. Yeah. I, I'm really happy with this casting. And I think he'll, you know, what's, I think uh, what Joss Whedon said is the important thing, is that now it's all about the material. Yeah. Um, and you know Goyer is a little hit and miss. Mm-hmm. You know, like when when he when he gets it right, you get Dark Knight. When he gets it wrong, you get Blade Three. Yeah, and it's very very dangerous. And I and also the story is it's an idea that he came up with with Zack Snyder. Yeah. Now I I'm I'm a Zack Snyder fan. When they were playing with their toys in the backyard. Yeah, yeah. When he was sticking GI Joe up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Now I'm a I am a Zack Snyder fan uh-huh. as a. I like his directorial style. Mm-hmm. I, w- I wouldn't trust him to write a script, though. No. I think Sucker Punch kind of kind of proved yeah. that that you know. You gotta take his crayons away from him. Just just you know let him let him make his pretty pictures. Yeah. Don't give him a fucking typewriter. <laughs> you know I mean it's that that simple and and Goyer throughout the Batman trilogy you could just sense how you know like just how close Christopher Nolan and Jonathan Nolan were breathing down his back throughout yeah. the entire thing and Nolan's only human I mean it's only a matter of time before they do fuck it up they fuck something up yeah well they've already started to fuck shit up I yeah. mean like you know the Batman trilogy is riddled with fucking holes yes it's riddled with holes the longer nobody the, likes to talk about yeah, it yeah the longer but the time true. goes on <laughs> these holes are getting bigger it's like it's it's with each it's passing year with each, yeah, another year another plot hole discovered yeah um, and Nolan is taking a step back this yeah. time because he he was like a full on producer in Man of Steel for, uh, for Man of Steel 2 he's executive producer and executive producers do less yeah for example, Spielberg Transformers. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, so check, that, please. So, so if fanboys are gonna get worried about anything, they should get worried about this. Yeah. So I mean, what the fuck? You it's know, just, what are you gonna do? Yeah, it's just it's nuts. It's so nuts. It is crazy. I mean, it is such it is such a left field choice. Uh, it's cr- brilliantly inspired. Yeah. Uh, but it's just I don't know. I mean, it, it is just 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 this weird thing of. Like exactly what you say, it, it, it can only go down now. Yeah, you know. So I guess it really also depends. And also, uh, is Brian Cranston? No, is, I, is, is, what is this? Thing I didn't look for this. There's one. It's cosmic book news, not comic book news. That mm-hmm. has this story about Brian Cranston supposedly being signed up for six movies, but everywhere else refers to the same story. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I even saw someone on Twitter saying it's pro- it could even be Brian Cranston's team putting this out because maybe he wants to roll. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Breaking Bad supposedly coming to an end. It wouldn't be a bad choice, but there's nothing confirmed about it at all. How do you feel about um, the possibility? Because uh, the Hollywood Reporter, they did this um, sort of analysis on why Ben Affleck said yes mm-hmm. to this project. Because there are so- Gotta make some money! <laughs> Besides that, because he's uh, he's at a really good place in his career right now. Yeah. Why would he take on this huge risk? And he did have the conversations about directing the Justice League. He wasn't going to do it. He yeah. just had those conversations to yeah. get in the room. Yeah, and this kind of leads, you know, there's been some speculation that because Warner Brothers, they want to stay in the Ben Affleck business. Mm. So this is kind of their way. I have deja vu of you saying that exact same thing. Really? Quite some time ago. Or somebody said it like that. I think it was in relation to the Justice League as well. Really? Probably I might have said it, mm. um, and so because and so because of that, this is their way of like a show of show of huge faith. Yeah. It's like we you know we want to really include you into the fold, and this is one way of like it's it could be a backdoor Here way. Here are all the golden eggs. It could be a backdoor way into possibly directing Justice League. Yeah, but I don't know if you'd want to do that. I mean, he, I, he said before that he wasn't that into it, right? Or he went to see them anyway just to see it. Didn't he's he into that? it enough to fucking agree to star as Batman. Yeah, maybe it's the material. Imagine though. the behind-the-scenes the picture of him in the bat suit directing JLA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How awesome would that be? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Where's the director? He's gone. He's just disappeared. I hate it when he does that. Henry. <laughs> well, that's a, that's the next thing. Is what's his bat voice going to be bat like? Going to be. I think it's going to be complete complete ADR. ADR? Yeah. Which, why? It's like someone else do it. Well, because, no, no, no. I mean, like, he'll have to do it, but I think he'll have to do it in post if he's going to, because he's got to maintain that whispery sort of. He's going to get, um. He can't do it in his Armageddon voice. Let's just put it that way. What's what's his name? The guy from the animated series? What, Kevin Conroy? Yeah, they can just get Kevin Conroy to do the bat voice and he does the normal voice. (laughs) Which would be perfect. That would be awesome. I just wonder, is, is Bruce Wayne going to be from Boston? Like, will he be looking for, where's my car? This is, <laughs> you're like the millionth person to, I know. <laughs> to bring this shit up. <laughs> he does sell a lot of his movies in and around Boston. He does, he does. Uh, I'm well. I'm hoping it's the material as well that they offered him and they, he saw that like this could be well cool. And if he gets to play like the, you know, off, aloof, plan for everything Batman, it could be very cool. Like it oh, oh, it, it's not going to be. I can't see them doing the 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 Dark Knight brawl. No, not not books. not quite like that. I mean, yeah. I, I don't see how they can make it work because it's got to be. He's got to outthink Superman, and Superman's not mm-hmm. two together. There's just point. there's 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 just too many things about the Dark Knight Returns that just do not fit into the continuity that they have established in the first Superman movie. Yeah, it's a completely different thing. Yeah, you know, the Man of Steel. Man of Steel ended with Superman basically saying like, you know, I'm. I'm 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 as, I'm as American as they come. Yeah, you know. So, but leave me alone, government. As leave, opposed leave, to leave me alone. As opposed to Dark Knight Returns, where he's a government he's stooge. A corporate, he's a government yeah. stooge. Yeah, so sure. it's I, I don't know how they're going to tackle that, uh, but it's the order of the day seems to be dark and gritty. So I would imagine they're going to go with dark and gritty. Yeah, uh, because of they've already portrayed Metropolis to be a certain way. Um, I would, Knock the fuck over. Hmm? Knock the fuck over. No, before that. Before that. <laughs> It's a hole in the ground. So that was one of the things they're gonna the, have to show the contrast with Metropolis and Gotham. Yeah, and that was one of the things with the uh, Brian Cranston rumors, where some of it was based a, a, around a fake Forbes cover that had you know a spotlight on him, like it's like a year later in Metropolis and how he helped rebuild it, which is stuff I'd actually read on some fanboy sites before, which led more credence to the fact that it's a fanboy thing. Yeah, but I would still like to see a younger 
Luther, then Cranston, and go the corporate guy like they have in that animated series they did with the Superman and the Justice League universe. Yeah. It's, um, because I was, remember I was trying to remember where I saw Batman and Superman meeting up and Batman threatening to bomb an innocent unless Superman left him alone. Mm-hmm. That was Superman Birthright. Right. Sorry, Man of Steel. No, I got, I got the Man of Steel on the Comicology app. Right, right, right. So that's what it was, where Bat- Batman threatens to blow up an innocent if Superman interrupts his field of that he's got around his suit or whatever. And it's only after they apprehend the shitty 80s, really bad DC villain in that one issue mm-hmm. that... Um, you know, Batman reveals that, well, actually, the innocent was me. Because right. I knew that if I lied to you, you'd figure it out. Right. I had, a, I, had a, I had a feeling you'd figure it out, but I would have killed myself, and so then you would have killed an innocent. What is, what is most important to me that they do with the character, um, and, she, and she mentioned this when I saw, I saw her not too long ago, is that Batman must always be the smartest man in the room. Yeah. Always. They must maintain that. And it is, I mean, uh, Zack Snyder has said that this interpretation of the character is going to be the older, more wise, he's a much wiser cr- crime fighter as a, compared to the Superman character. Yeah. So I just hope that they really go with that and they don't... The back guard. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's why, I mean, there's, I think there's a panel in one of the Tower of Babel or one of those JLL comics which is Batman standing in the corner looking over his shoulder at everyone else. I can imagine Affleck yeah. doing yeah, that. Yeah, just yeah, be yeah. like looking at everyone in the room and like just absentmindedly remem- remembering... I have to. I take all these motherfuckers yeah, yeah, yeah. down. I got something in yeah. each one of these. Lo- yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, that I would like them to see to to uh, Affleck's 41 now that build towards that. You know, mm. and then they, you know, 10 years time they can do the Dark Knight Returns. That'd be awesome. That would be fucking amazing. <laughs> and also the fact that they're just like. And he is signed on for multiple films. Yeah, and they just did it straight up. I mean, they didn't. It was mentioned at Comic Con. Now they fucking cast it. They've said it. There's yeah. no fucking around. There's no waiting. Yeah. There's like, is time speeding up? Are we are we getting towards this, the end of the universe? Is like as everything just collapses? It certainly into feels itself? like it sometimes. Like, yeah, it's it, like it, it, they didn't hold on to it for forever. Maybe because they thought it would leak. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, okay. So you're not gonna fuck us around with this? No, you're actually, cool. actually doing it. Let's keep going. Ah. Anyway, what do you guys think of Ben Affleck being cast as Batman? Yeah. Email us at podcast at mcappenfries Okay, next bit of casting. Which one was that? Well, we're on to the comic book casting thing, so we might as well stick with it. Yeah, so, I mean, well, you mentioned it earlier briefly, but... Um, Bradley Cooper? Bradley Cooper's in talks. He's no, not no, being no. finally cast. From what I understand, it's confirmed. Well, from what I was looking at last night, it was in talks to be confirmed. So it's not finally announced yet by the studio. <laughs> He's in talks to be yeah. in talks to be confirmed. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing with the Brian Cranston thing. No one... This with, actually... With this Affleck, ha- the studio said, yeah. Affleck's doing it. Yeah. We got him. We got him. We're really happy we yeah. got him. Yeah, Obama came out and said, we got him. <laughs> Just like Obama. Now we got Affleck. But um, yeah, Bradley Cooper is in talks and his people have said he's in talks. Yeah. So they're in negotiations now. I'm... Which is weird for Rocket Raccoon because I've been looking through all the... like Marvel. I've mentioned Comixology a lot on here. We should really get sponsorship. But um, they have been doing issue one sales on a lot of shit. Like they did all the Marvel Now stuff. They've been doing... The Thanos Imperative, which is, again, some stuff that might bleed into the Guardians of the Galaxy movie or whatever. Yep, yep. They give out free issue ones all the time. Rocket Raccoon sounds older. Yeah, I... Like, like a Danny DeVito kind of, like, I plumber actually, character kind of guy. I, I actually was quite bugged by this. Really? I was expecting something a little bit more inspired. You mm. know, Marvel has been really clever with their casting. Yeah. And, you know, no knock on, on Bradley Cooper, you know. I mean, I'm not saying that he's... I'm not saying that he's not a good actor, but this is a voice acting job. Yeah. And his there's nothing about his he voice... He hasn't done any before. There's nothing about his voice that I find particularly dynamic, you know. Uh, I, 
it's you know uh, it, it's t there, there's a great opportunity to really cast an amazing voice actor or someone with a really cool voice. You know, it doesn't yeah. have to be a voice actor. I mean, maybe I'm just pissed off because I just was. You know, it's not the voice you hear in your head when you read it. I mean, I in in the back of my mind, you know, like uh, my my like secret sort of like wet dream about the whole thing is that I just wish to God they'd cast Kurt Russell. I knew it was never going to happen. But that sounds about the right age for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. But like when I think they keep of, grizzled, right? Because you know when I read Guardians of the Galaxy, that's I I don't hear a young guy. Yeah, I'm you the same. Know? Uh, it's just it just doesn't even though even though they don't really talk about it they don't really mention anything about it it's yeah. just, there's just something about the way he carries himself he's smaller he's hairy he kind of looked like an old little old man yeah I mean it's like been, I mean not, I don't want him to be an old man no but someone who's the, the voice has got to suggest that this guy's seen some shit plus the cigars he smokes cigars right doesn't he does he? I can't remember. I, can't, I thought I've seen him with cigars in his he mouth. He could very well have. I mean, mm. I, I mean, I, I, I never really like Danny DeVito. That that didn't really appeal to me. I always just kind of heard like a like a Kurt Russell, Clint Eastwood type of yeah t type of voice, you know. Uh, and so with you know like with 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 Bradley Cooper, it's almost kind of like what? It's like young Smarmy is what I'm thinking they're going with. Unless he's unless he's he's an amazing. Maybe, voice he's come up with maybe maybe I mean I mean like uh, I as it is with all of this shit I I hope to be wrong yeah because I want I want it to be awesome I want everyone to be do to do really good I want the movies to be great yeah but just my immediate reaction I just don't get it I I just think it was you know it I hope I'm proven wrong but it's just I just don't hear it I just don't see it we'll get to the D twenty three footage in a minute but it also means that they haven't had someone's in mind on set which kind of is annoying you know what I mean mm. like if they'd had when they did Paul for all its problems, you know, Seth Rogen was there as much as he could be. Yeah. And yeah. they got, what's this other guy? One of the two FBI agents, I think it was. Bill Hader. Not the other one. Uh, I know the guy you mean. I can't it's remember Italian his name. Second name. Yeah, yeah. I think he read most of the lines, or he stood in for Paul most of the time. So someone there. Now, maybe they got someone there, but it's not the voice that everyone, the actors are hearing in their heads. And the inflection and the reaction might be different. So that kind of bugs me slightly as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I went back and I looked through a lot more of the, like later Guardians of the Galaxy stuff and it's fucking cool looking. it's cool yeah. it's very cool stuff and uh, so there was a the Disney had their D23 expo a while ago which is for just like it's Disneyland for Disney fans yeah essentially and they didn't show any Star Wars stuff which pissed a lot of people off apparently <laughs> but they did show a sizzle reel for Guardians of the Galaxy and because it wasn't Comic Con uh, no one said oh please don't record this stuff mm -hmm. so people recorded this stuff and it went up online for about a day or two. Yeah, and, I managed. Um, I managed to see it and send it on to you. Yeah, I, 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 I saw it. it. It looks fucking awesome. It looks very fucking. It looked unlike anything. Anything. Yeah. It doesn't look like Star Wars. It looks like its own. Th I mean, there's a moment where Star. It's Star Lord in the full mask and shit, yeah. running kind of weirdly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they show Rocket Raccoon blowing shit up. Yep. And it looks cool. And it's got a kind of a cool music. And then it cuts to Bill. The music's kind of this thumping drum tune while everything's happening. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then it cuts to uh, John, John C. Riley saying yeah. they call themselves, themselves the Guardians of the Galaxy. What and a this, bunch of a-holes. This guy behind him <laughs> goes, what a bunch of a-holes. <laughs> and then it cuts to them lined up and like hooked on a feeling or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're just doing the, the, the lineup, which has been like, the concept art we've seen. Yep, yep. And it looks fucking cool. It looks really cool. I can't um, wait. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I've been excited about this movie since they announced it just yeah. because it is so unique even mm. before I was really um, familiar with it I mean since then the I, more I get to know about it 
the more I can't believe they're doing it. Yeah, it's such a ballsy move. Mm. It's such a ballsy move. I mean, and I've been I've been sort of reading up a little bit on Guardians of the Galaxy since then. And it's not something that's like the characters have been bits and pieces since the sixties and seventies, but that was a different there was a different yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. There was a different Guardians so of the Galaxy. So this this incarnation is it's, only it's like fairly, five, fairly four new. or five years. Fairly new. Uh, they got their they got their Guardians of the Galaxy name. In reference to in those reference old characters, to those old guys, that be- no one fucking knows about. <laughs> and also, I saw some of the later ones. Drax the Destroyer starts. Drax the Destroyer's been around forever. Yeah, he starts re-wearing his old purple seventies costume for no reason. Some of the later comics, mm-hmm. which looks terrible. Yeah, but the Guardians of the Galaxy comic, the the one that relaunched a while ago, it's cool art style. It looks yeah. Possible. And I, I didn't see him in it, but like no, no, he's uh, he's in it from from the beginning of it. He did, from the from, from the trailer. Well, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, from, he's in the trailer. Okay, because there's too many green people. I can, uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, he's 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 in it. He, they, it's quite a quite a lingering shot actually. He looks amazing. Dave Bautista looks amazing um, mm-hmm. as as Drax. No, even in even in the new comic, he's. I mean the 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 new relaunch of Guardians starts with um, Peter Quill just getting it, getting the gang, getting the yeah, gang together. Yeah, they fought off the after the, the annihilation. annihilation yeah, yeah. 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 But um, what's the other thing on that? Rocket Raccoon looks insane, just firing off gunfire. Yep. Um, oh yeah, Kevin Feige also came out. Feige, Feige, we never know. Feige. He was talking about Feige. recently, and he was saying Kevin um, Feige. <laughs> I know. I we we joked about Ronan the Accuser, but now I know who he is, and that's that's a really really Jack Kirby design. Yep. And I don't think we've not seen anything of what like. Are they doing Lee Pace's voice? Is he doing mocap? Is he going to wear a hoodie and have a big fucking hammer and I, be all green and shit? I, I hope so. <laughs> I really hope so. Because I, I have seen in the, the the Avengers Assemble cartoon they had before they did the Avengers movie, which mm-hmm. they've rebooted now because they want to get the two in line. They did a big Ronan the Accuser, Captain Marvel arc thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, he's a bit of an asshole, but yeah. he's a lot cooler than, you did it. Yeah. It was you. <laughs> I accuse you. <laughs> J'accuse. No, I'm really excited about this movie. Um, oh, Kevin Feige said he's, he is confirmed as the, the, main, the villain, main villain, but yeah. Thanos, Thanos is behind it. Thanos is behind it, yes. Thanos is clearly being set up for Phase phase 3 in the Marvel cin- uh, Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Um, speaking uh, of which... Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel has come out to say that he originally started talking to Marvel about an original IP yeah. for Phase 3. Now, when he says original IP... I'm wondering whether he means like I presume he means a, a character that hasn't been mo- made a movie yet. Yeah. Because why would Marvel tie something into Phase Three that's like that doesn't exist? Vin Diesel comic superbook hero. Yeah. It yeah. makes no sense. Yeah. Um, he and he said that they seemed like Groot might be a good idea. Yeah. You know what? I'm. I hope that this is just a fucking smokescreen to hide the fact that he's playing Thanos. You think? I don't think. I just hope. Because, come on, why? I don't know. His voice is good. For, might be good for. We I know, but why would you play Groot? Because they they, they mentioned what? in the in the article they mentioned about his iron zero... gi- his iron giant role where he all he said was Superman. It makes zero. I don't. It, it makes zero sense that he plays Groot. <laughs> I don't get it. There's so. I mean, come on. Groot only says one fucking thing. And he's got to do a lot of inflections, right? You know. So why don't you get someone like Frank Welker or or or, or Fred Tatasori or someone to, to do it? Get a fucking voice actor. For those who don't what? know, Groot is a giant, is a tree tribe person who all he says is his own name, Groot. I am Groot. Oh, I am Groot. He says. Yeah. But he says it in different tones. Like he, I thought he just says Groot. I don't fucking know. We've I never heard it, just, it before. I thought it was. But in the coming out, he just say yeah, he just says Groot, Groot. Yeah, Groot. yeah. But he also says I am Groot. Okay. Yeah. He learns I am. Yeah, uh. Groot. 
Oh, it says Groot, 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 Groot. Because in the in that first issue, maybe the, I'm wrong. <laughs> in the first issue of Garden of the Galaxy, he's growing back from his plague, yeah. and yeah, so yeah, yeah. all his speech bubbles are too small to yeah, read. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. That's and, awesome. And everyone's like, "Yeah, I know, buddy." And I meet both. And I, and as soon as I read that, I was like, "Oh God, I hope this is in the movie." <laughs> he's just a tiny I hope, I hope he's a little plant in the middle pot that just gradually gets bigger. Yeah. But. No, I mean, I'm not saying that, that Vin Diesel can't do it. I'm no. just saying I don't understand, the, I don't see the point. Yeah. Why would you get someone like Vin Diesel to do this? And he would actually work well, I think, for Thanos, maybe. He would. He would, he would work great for Thanos. Mm. You know, so, I mean, I'm hoping it's a fucking smokescreen. Yeah. I'm just, again, I'm just, he would work great for Thanos. I'm just working out Thanos is going to work. I mean, seeing a chin and a smile is all great, but, I mean, it's like, it's like if DC ever bring Darkseid to the screen. It's, how do you even do that? There are so many things happening in... Everything that is like... Yeah, we would never any, think of seeing anything, any of these as things. As far as I'm concerned, anything is possible now. Yeah. You know, it, all, all bets are off. All of these things that you're like... Like 10 years ago, be like, they'd never do that. Yeah, we'd never be Guess able to do that. Guess what? They've fucking done it. <laughs> <laughs> so, as far as I'm concerned, anything is possible right now, as long as the material is good. Yep. Speaking, and, well, and speaking of that, why am I... I'm, I'm terrified about Avengers 2 for some bizarre reason. I'm really worried about this movie. Why? I don't know. I just have this funny feeling that it's gonna that it's gonna. You got a bad feeling about I, this? I got a bad feeling. I think it's gonna implode. Nah. Well, I mean, you're 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 bringing Ultron into it. You're not. I keep wanting. To we say, haven't done Hank Pym because Ant Man's been taking forever. I keep wanting to say Voltron. <laughs> Voltron. Well, did you see the how it should have ended for Pacific Rim? No. You know they have that giant sword hand. Oh yeah, yeah. And they're yeah. like, hey, I have an idea. Why don't we, like... And they're just standing above the crack, and as everything pops its head up, slice it off. And then on cleanup duty is the Zord from Power Rangers. <laughs> and they let one gets past them, and then Voltron turns the fuck up. <laughs> Thanks, Voltron. Yeah, this is much easier than waiting for them to come to us. Why didn't we do this in the first place? <laughs> oh, God, that's pretty funny. No, I think there's just... There's just something about the way they're going about... Something about the way... But all of these things, every, all the Marvel movies... Sound terrible on paper. I know they all sound terrible on paper. It's about a robot, a guy builds, and he builds it with the worst, most hideous-looking, evil-looking face ever. <laughs> it's supposed to be a helper bot. It's like if someone had a nightmare and made Wally, and then that went evil. It's like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Well, I mean, with Hank Pym making it, you kind of understand because there's... he's all fucked up. Because he's all fucked up. Oh, and it doesn't he? I mean, maybe. No, but also, they might have but also the, ult the Ultron head looks a little bit like his helmet. His Ant Man helmet. Yeah, 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 just a little bit. So that kind of, that kind of makes a little bit more oh, sense. Oh, they've gone retro with some of it and said that didn't he could copy his brain scans and that's why because he's a wife beating bastard or whatever. Probably, probably. Someone, one rumor saying that maybe it's a uh, Jarvis. You heard that? Something like Jarvis or the spare the the the, the Robo suit. Right. From which those helmets could go Ultron-y. But you see, none of that bodes well for me. To me, it's like, I don't understand why you would use, you would introduce this character and completely annihilate his backstory. I don't understand that. Mm. I would, I, I expected, from Joss Whedon, I'd expect a little bit more smarts with that, with that shit. I mean... Especially if they go the Jarvis route. You know, it's like, what, 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 what is that? But I mean, Jarvis already... Is, I know. Is Jarvis in the comics is an actual physical bullet. Yes, I know, I know. So, they, But you can kind of understand the reasoning behind how they did what they did. They've already got Paul Bethany on contract. They don't have to, add, don't have to audition anyone else for Ultron. <laughs> Would you like to meet to Nihilite, you know, sir? Uh, I, could, I don't know. We, I've not, again, I hope I'm proven wrong, but yeah. I just get a... There's just... And it also, there's so many, like, all these, like, with Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch yeah. coming into it. You're just sort of like, what? what you know? Huh? What? How? Who the... Huh? That, 
And did you see the animatics that came out? I skipped over because it's I, like, I, fuck I, it, the I, movies no. have been out. But apparently yeah. they did try to get Jan, who is the Wasp. The Wasp. They did try and get the Wasp. Jan into Van Dyne it. into uh, the Avengers. And there was also stuff from Iron Man 3 showing the Mandarin exploding. There was... I did watch that bit. He's like, he they lock him up in a cupboard and he breaks out with the... He gets a syringe of the ship. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm going to fuck you all up. And then he just explodes. There was also uh, another casting announcement that um, Elizabeth Olsen is probably going to be playing Scarlet Witch. Again, yeah. I'm... And uh, the, and Kickass is playing Quicksilver. Oh, is he? That's what I heard. Well, Aaron Johnson, right? Aaron could, Johnson? Yeah, could work. Could I mean, work. I, I mean, it I, all I, depends what they do with those characters. I yeah, mean, exactly. It all boils down to material. Because when they came into the Ultimates, is when the Ultimates started to lose its way. Right? Ultimates three was when Brian Hitch was no longer doing the art. Right? Or was it four? <laughs> uh, Once Brian Hitch stopped doing the art, it was four. Yeah, and it was it was one of the like '90s leading lights of big hair metal. Art did it right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it wasn't mm-hmm. Rob Liefeld or something. It was someone like that. No, wasn't it wasn't there? Rob Liefeld. But it was somebody like that. Like it was a complete stylistic change. Yeah. I can't quite remember actually. I, I I kind of gave up on the Ultimates. Yeah, uh, but up uh, those first ones. No, the first the first two books were amazing. Yeah, yeah. So and that these are the blueprints for the Avengers. So it also seems to be the blueprint for Fantastic Four. The the uh, the reboot for Fantastic Four. Then he's the Ultimate Fantastic Four. It looks that way because mm. everyone they're looking at is fucking twelve. Uh, you're so it four. so it's. Uh, Makes sense that they're going the ultimate route. Mm. <laughs> Something which, you know, again, was crazy on paper and still looks good is the last time we podcast, they released a trailer for the, the Thor, the, the Dark World. The Dark World, yeah. This looks good. I, I, it, it also was the last trailer that I'll be watching for this. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but at the same time, at the same time, I have this weird feeling that Thor 2 might suck. <laughs> you just... You're, you're, I have no idea why. I, I'm out of all it, of these... It, 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 because we can't, we, ha- we can't have it this good. This is, we can't have nice things. I mean, it's, it, it's imperative that these movies do well. George we, Lucas has basically molded your psyche to not expect you can have three good and that's it. You never know, dude. You never know. I mean, like, I, it looks good. Yeah. But it looks good in, in, in a way that... It might be terrible. <laughs> I mean, I'm a little pissed. That moment at the end of the trailer where he breaches the rock monster, it does. I would hope that's near the beginning because it looks like it's them fucking around. Yeah. Like it's just Thor and the Warriors tree, 3 doing some shit to while away the time while they're yeah, waiting for yeah. the next adventure to happen. Yeah. And yeah. that's okay, but it's a good joke. And Chris Hemsworth sells it. Yeah, but if, if, it's, if it's in the third act. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you, man. Yeah. Uh,. Oh, but I am very, very, ex- very excited to see a Captain America trailer. Yeah, just yeah. just because of because uh, they're going the whole seventies sort of paranoid uh, conspiracy. But it's th- in the modern day, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he, he was in ice the rest of the time. But uh, they're they're using sort of like seventies paranoia thrillers as as a reference, mm. and I find that very interesting. Um, I'm really interested to see how uh, the Winter Soldier translates on screen because the picture, the onset pictures look amazing. Have you read the old uh, what's his name? Who's the guy who did it? Uh, did you did you read the Winter Soldier story? Winter, well, I'm losing it today. Winter Soldier storyline? No, at all. No, me neither. No. I mean, it's. Is it Dan Jenkins who did it? No, it wasn't Dan Jenkins. It's Brubaker, I think it was. Brubaker. Well, then that, that's not too old. Yeah. No, it's not too old. It's just that it, 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 he does crime stuff really well. Yeah. Um, and that kind of seventy paranoia, I believe. Well, was Brubaker, in it. Brubaker's Captain America run was yeah. very acclaimed. So it sounds like it sounds like it could be good. Again, we won't get a trailer for that for a while, right? Thor's next in November, right? Yeah, uh, Captain America, I think, is March next year. I think. Uh, so yeah, we we'll probably we might we might we'll probably see a Captain America trailer around the same time Thor comes out. Yeah. And speaking of having a bad feeling about things, did you see that the Star Wars movies are going to be shot in film? Yes. Which is pretty ballsy. Very ballsy <laughs> and interesting and weird and. 
You know, but it also sounds like J.J. Abrams trying to make the, the fanboys happy. You think? It does sound that way. Because I, th- I, th- I think it was this article or some... Because Collider fucked me up with their list of, here's our roundup of the latest news, and it's actually, you know, posted 120 days ago when the headlines on some of them. But, you know, they're trying to figure out the balance of CG to sets. Yeah. You know, Star Trek works in a bit because there's stuff to work against. Uh, Pacific Rim, those... They were really the actors were really pinging off the walls in those giant robot heads. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the airy, airless feeling of the Phantom Menace and the following movies were that when you see the actors are just literally in a green screen room, an yeah. entire room of green, and they're the only thing in it. Yeah, it's got to be hard for anyone to do that for fucking six months. Yeah, yeah. And all of the actors involved have all said that now. Like, yeah. just so like it's you know, not only do they have to act, they have to imagine what they're acting to, what they're acting on. You yeah. know everything. If we exa- imagine the whole world around them. It's like Whereas then, if it, you see the movie and you're like, "Oh, why didn't you tell me that's what it looked like?" Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know I was talking to a horse. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> I think it goes bode well. And there's a great photo that goes around a lot of Abram standing in front of the bridge of the Enterprise, mm-hmm. and you know, just having that level of. We've seen it in some of the Avengers. In a lot of the movies these days, they're putting the green screen in for the mid-distance. Yeah, yeah. And whatever's and in the, in else. A, right well, there, I mean, they're you building. Do, you need that. You need yeah. a certain degree of practical... I mean, that's, that's Have you the you've seen the shots of Star Wars where it's just a ramp? Yeah. It's a green ramp. It's and they're walking ramp. down a green ramp onto a green flatbed over to a green bowl. Yeah. And they put everything else in afterwards. Every once in a while, there's a shade of blue. Yes. <laughs> but that's about it. That's the river. Don't go there, okay? Yeah. Stay away from the blue. And look at this tennis pole on the stick. Because this is your love, your love interest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I Who mean, was it? no. The purest, the purest in me will 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 read a will read a headline like that and be happy, yeah. you know. But then I'll start thinking about it and like, why? Why are you doing it in film? Is it because you, well, no, just... what they said is they want to keep the, gra- the the that graininess aspect and keep it more the look sim- more similar to the original films. That was what they said because it was a it was a cinema group, a cinema uh, organization thing they were talking about film film. Cinematography group they were talking mm-hmm. to. I don't know. I mean, for me, that that's just unnecessarily bumping up the budget. You think? Yeah, it's way more expensive to shoot on film. Maybe JJ is fucking around. He's just like, what can I have? I want to shoot on film, and uh, no, I want to shoot on Fridays, and I want to be traveling around uh, on a hand draw, hand carried litter, and uh, bagels for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for all the cast. I'll have proper food. Kosher meat, please. Yeah, <laughs> clean food. <laughs> Yeah, a complete about face. I saw the trailer for The Monuments Man. Did you see this? Yes, I saw the trailer for so The this Monuments So this popped up last week. Uh, it looks like the dirty old dozen, or ha- old half dozen. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's it's not, a, it's not a bad trailer, but I was expecting a little bit more of a serious tone. This is... Cl- a bit more jo- jo- I didn't know anything about it. Did you know much about it beforehand? I mean, I'd heard I, I mean, about I, the I, name. I knew, I knew what it was about. I yeah. knew that it was about a, 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 gr- a group of guys who were trying to uh, sort of rescue uh, all of these uh, people art pieces and basically trying to save a, a, a people's culture save a bunch of history and culture from before World War II. before the Nazis destroyed everything mm. so I mean I knew what it was about I knew it was based on a true story I knew who was going to be in it but beyond that wasn't didn't hear too much about it mm. and you know I mean it looks good the only thing is is that Clooney seems to have settled into this directing style where he's he's scared to get too serious about anything you know it's like he's always got to have this kind of comedic vibe to it the mm. same way leatherheads yeah, like, leatherheads. That's quite leatherheads. Um, you know, I mean, I was kind of hoping for a little bit more of a return to the kind of tone that he had on, you know, Good Night and Good Luck. Mm. You know, uh, which was 
very very naturalistic you know like this one this one feels like a like you know like a like it's a, a romp it feels like a cousin to men who stare at goats mm. that other film that he didn't direct but he produced yeah um that was a weird movie, and that was a very weird movie. And it was it, the thing that scares me about this kind of satirical, kind of uh, comedic sort of style is that I find that it's a style that works a lot better in trailers than it does sustaining itself over the duration of an entire film. Because hmm. uh, that's what, how I felt about Men Who Stare at Goats. Men Who Stare at Goats. I thought the trailer was amazing. Hmm. The trailer cracked me up. You watch it, and you watch it for two hours, and I'd mostly forgotten the whole movie. I watched it twice, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 just it's. I mean, but that's what I mean. It's like it's it's fairly forgettable because it's so light. Yeah. Even though it's even though it's a, you know, based on a true story and everything, because the 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 subject matter is taken so lightly, it it's not particularly memorable. Mm. And I'm just kind of scared that it, you we might have a similar problem with this. Well, for me, I mean, I've knew very little about it's a great it. Great cast, by the way. Oh, that, that was the thing. Seeing that cast do that, I was like, I, I'd gladly watch them do amazing that. Amazing cast. I'd gladly watch them take that light on. It does. I mean, it has shades of Ocean's Eleven about it, just in the middle, and with old guys in World War Two. Yeah, and Ocean's Eleven, you know, I mean, it gets wearing. It gets wearing. I mean, like the first movie was good, but uh, that gets wearing when it's those guys, when it's fucking Bill Murray, John Goodman, um, Bob Balab, Balab, Balaban, Balaban. Just <laughs> seeing those guys walking around and like. In the full army gear, yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. like, like just Bill hey. Murray. Bill Murray doesn't. I don't think Bill Murray has a line in the trailer. He just sits in the corner looking grumpy. He looks great. Don't get me wrong. I'm gonna see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All of these movies I've been bitching about. Yeah. I'm gonna be there opening day. Yeah, yeah. You just you like know. the bitch about. You're one of the. You're just not doing your bitching on the talkbacks. You do. You've got a podcast to do that. That's on. right. That's right. Oh, speaking of talkbacks, I gotta. Oh, I gotta. Fuck. No, no, no. <laughs> I've, I've got this new thing for the show. It's the talkback of the week. Oh no. Talk back of the week. No, no, no. I, I, you got to hear this. This is amazing. These, this guy should be given a fucking deal, and he should write a screenplay. Uh-huh. This is, uh, this is from Ain't It Cool, and uh, this came from uh, Harry Knowles' DVD column, where he was basically he's he's. Uh, I heard someone. I heard there was some. Did you see the ones for his Kickstarter? Where he's this is it. That? Okay, this, this is it. I didn't this see it. it. I opened it, but I didn't read it. I didn't. I didn't see it, but I know that because he had his little his little uh, show like Ain't It Cool. Yeah, do you see any of them? I've seen a couple of them. They're okay. They're okay. They're okay. But he wanted it's amateur error though. He wanted, to this. he wanted to uh, he wanted he wanted to use Kickstarter to fund the second season. Yeah, and of course everyone fucking entitled bitches crawled out of the woodwork to say uh uh-uh. uh uh fuck you yeah. and so in his DVD column every time he would talk about a specific film he kept saying you know now if I had my my show if I had my show I'd be blah 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 if I had my show and this guy. This guy, like, uh, this, this, this talkback comes from Damn Dirty Ape, mm-hmm. where he says, quote, This is one of those films where I wish I had my show, end quote. You know what, Harry? Watching The Avengers is one of those films where I wish Scarlett Johansson would give me a blowjob whilst furiously masturbating herself. Neither of us are going to get our wish, but if I had a Kickstarter project to get Scarlett to gobble me off while fiddling with herself, I sure as hell would actually make sure I was doing everything I could to reach the target <laughs> rather than just, like, ignoring the whole thing like you have with your little vanity project. <laughs> the other difference between my wish and yours is that Scarlett noshing someone off would actually attract an audience. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. I read this, I was like, this is genius. It does. <laughs> and it immediately... It immediately gave me this mental image 
of Scarlett Johansson just giving someone a blowjob while furiously masturbating herself. Okay. Which and is we're giving giving Harry Knowles a blowjob. No, uh. give, giving like you know just imagine like she's giving like some porn star like a blowjob, giving anyone a blowjob. Doesn't even have to be me. Yeah. Just watching someone watching her do it to someone. I'd still I'd still watch it. <laughs> And just the and just this the thought of Scarlett Johansson just furiously masturbating herself, just furiously. Yeah. It's that word furiously doing it. It's like it's, she's hurting herself. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe in Don Juan, we never know. Maybe. It doesn't annoy some, me. Some, it, it doesn't annoy me a little bit. I mean, we've been doing this podcast for five years on nothing. Some some of these talkbackers have amazing names. Mm. <laughs> there's this guy who calls himself Liam Neeson's cock. <laughs> oh yeah, well, you heard there's a big joke on the uh, the Hollywood Babylon. It's basically. It's a show like this, but with more structure and funnier. Right. That uh, Ralph Garman and Kevin Smith do, and they end every show with Liam Neeson's cock is so big. How big is it? And when he flies business class, his dick fly- his dick goes freight, shipping freight. You know, stupid things like that. And they just have call and respond, and they just do that at the end of right. the show. So Liam Neeson's cock is a big thing, apparently. <laughs> Speaking of talkbacks, uh, I saw this on Twitter earlier. A friend of mine saw this. The, the, you know, Miley Cyrus lost her mind on the uh, MTV Music Awards. I don't give a shit. But this comment someone posted on Twitter, a uh, friend of ours, Witty Capella on Twitter, mm-hmm. and uh, I just thought it was hilarious. says, this isn't controversial because of a flesh-toned bathing suit. It's controversial because Miley acted like a pterodactyl on lewds. <laughs> that's quite funny. That's pretty, that's apt. That's, that's exactly quite, what that's, she was like. That's quite funny. That was a comment. That was a, Some poster did that on uh, MTV.com. <sighs> mm. But yeah, I thought that the Monuments Men, I knew nothing about it, so I was pleasantly surprised. And it was such a change from all the other news that came out this week that uh, I thought it'd be nice. Uh, move on to some other trailers now. Um, the Counselor, did you see the trailer for this? The um, the new Ridley Scott movie? Yeah. No, I haven't. Because it, it ties into our whole Javier Bardem's a bad guy with crazy hair when he's got crazy hair. Yep, yep. He's got real crazy hair in this trailer. This is one of those movies that for some reason I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I just don't want to watch a trailer. You should, because, I mean, you don't know what it is. I mean, when it said The Counselor, I didn't know what the fuck. And, like, All it's... I need to know is that I look at that cast, Ridley Scott's directing, Cormac McCarthy Rope. did the screenplay. The trailer looks very Cormac McCarthy. I don't know how to put it, how, how, what it is that is you don't, it. You don't need to, I mean, because I, I, I love that style, you yeah. know, so, so I'm, I'm in. I think it's the moment where... I've been, I've been burned by trailers lately. Every time in I the watch desert, a trailer now, I'm just like, a, I feel like I'm, being, I'm yeah. just seeing too much. But in the desert, someone puts a wire across a road on two wooden posts and then twangs it with their finger. And for some reason, just the lighting and everything, is like, that's Cormac McCarthy. Mm-hmm. That right there, that moment, that's just good. like, you know, menace is happening, there's crime, but completely different to, it's not, like, No Country From All Men doesn't seem like a crime movie. Yeah, no. It's not a gangster movie, it's not a heist movie, it's a Cormac McCarthy movie. Right. Um, but this, like, it's got long-haired brat, it, I mean, the visuals are a lot to it, like, it's got skanky crazy Cameron Diaz, which is nice to see. Mm-hmm. Um, what's her name? Cruz Penelope Cruz is like looking more innocent some of that mm-hmm. Michael Fassbender is just cool looking I mean and it's also considering what Ridley Scott's been doing it's interesting to see his take on that kind of movie again mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it does look cool mm-hmm. and Javier Bardem has a really crazy hair speaking of Ridley Scott have you heard that he's directing uh, a biblical uh, epic by the name of Exodus no with Christian Bale as Moses no yeah yeah this just this shit just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, it's Christian Bale as Moses, um, Joel Edgerton as um, uh, Joel Edgerton as Moses. Uh, the the goats on the boat. 
No, Mo- Moses, Ramses. Moses is the slightly less famous brother, Noel. Ramses. <laughs> and this kind of just sort of came out of nowhere because uh, uh, Breaking Bad's Aaron Paul, he's in, he's, uh, in talks with it. John Turturro and Sigourney Weaver are signed on for it, so it'll be an alien reunion for mm. uh, Ridley Scott. And uh, Actually, no, the last time they worked with each other was 1492. Uh. A qu- conquest of paradise. Um, but uh, yeah, this is kind of like just kind of sort of came out of nowhere. Yeah, but then so was what's what's like, what's other Daredevil's Batman, Batman's Moses. Yeah, the dude from Alias is Rocket Raccoon. Riddick. Yeah, someone else tweeted this. There was something else as well about this. Like the Human Torch is Captain America. Riddick is a tree. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck's going on? What's who's the other guy doing the 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 guy who did Pie? Doctor. Darren Aronofsky. Darren Noah. Aronofsky. He's doing Noah as Noah. well. He's doing Space Noah. Yeah, with Future Noah. With uh, with fucking Jor-El and Hermione. What the fuck's going on there? <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that for that for a while actually. Well, he did. Uh, he did show a sizzle reel to like um, uh, a a Christian convention. <laughs> but it's it's from what we talked about last year. It's based on a French future comic. It's set like in the dr- the dr- the drought of twenty one fifty six or some bullshit. Is it? It's yeah, like, yeah, we, yeah. We, no, we talked about this. I don't know yeah. though, because at first it was just Noah. If he's showing like, it to a fucking Christian showing... convention, it yeah. can't be that future. <laughs> well, I don't. Th- I think Christian. It's post-apocalyptic. I thought that's what. No, because I thought it was like they, so they showed elements of the comic book on some websites last year. It was mm. like, yeah, this looks like the shots that they've released from the set. This de- this definitely looks French. No, oh. <laughs> this definitely looks French. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. uh, another trailer I thought was cool. Did you see the trailer for Getaway? Yes, I did. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty. This, this looks fun. This looks like though. This could have been Grand Theft Auto the movie. You can get, you can explain all the ludicrousness that happens in a Grand Theft Auto game. The players do because Ethan Hawke needs to get his wife back. Yeah, and it looks. I was like, hey, this is cool. It, I wasn't reminded that much of the '90s, The Getaway, which was one of the Baldwins and yeah. who, where, I can't, who was it? Kim Bassinger. Kim Bassinger. It's fucking terrible. And Michael cinema. Madsen. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, that was a terrible film. But yeah, this looks like he's fucking it told looks- a douche. He's he's given a list of things to do, and he's got to do it, or his wife's gonna be killed. I mean, yeah. it's it's got mixes of the transporter. It's got bits of um, there's some other movie has some plot like that, isn't there? <laughs> you've got to do what you've got to. You know, you 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 want to go do one more job. We're gonna kill your wife. And he's and the, near the end of the trailer, they kind of hint that he why why you. Yeah, yeah. I'm fucking awesome driver. Yeah, he says. yeah, yeah. Because I can drive. Yeah, and he's got a cool <laughs> coat on as well. You, you know, you can t- just tell, like, Ethan Hawke is just looking at it going, well, I get to do what? I get to sit down all day? Yeah, I guess I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> no, it does look like a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm quite looking forward to it, actually. Mm. And I was, like, I thought, I was halfway through the trailer, I was like, are they going to say who the voice is? Because I, I think I know who it is, but I can't figure out who it is. And were you, then were just, you right? Were yeah. you right? Yeah, no, yeah. I was close. I was not quite right. Who did you think it was? I just, I was like, I couldn't. I couldn't get it on. It was on the tip of my brain. I just could not, like... Did you think it was Brendan Gleeson or something? No. <laughs> He wasn't like the cutlasses. <laughs> I want you to go steal this car. The cutlasses. <laughs> you pick up this girl now. Pick up Selena Gomez now. It's the don't, cutlasses. Don't take no. Don't take no go from her now. <laughs> Come with me, Harry. <laughs> it's not safe. <laughs> you see the trailer for Divergent. Yeah, I don't give a shit about. I don't this give movie. a shit about this. I mean, to Another- be fair, I didn't think I give a shit about the Hunger Games. This is their youth. This is their young adult section. Yeah, yeah. I watched the trailer for the young adult games. I'm like, fuck yeah, man! <laughs> I'm all in. Yeah, you saw the Hunger Games, right? What? You saw the Hunger Games, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Like the trailer, I was like, fuck yeah! It looks like a retread of the 
first movie? Yeah. Just with more death, maybe? I mean, again, they're showing, I presume, the first 15 minutes of the movie. I don't know. I mean, like, I, I've only seen one trailer for uh, Catching Fire. I'm. Go- it's one of those movies that you know you're going to watch. Was it the Universal trailer, too, was it? or No, this was the very first one that came out. This uh, was the one that, I think, that uh, just after Comic-Con, I think. Yeah, because, I mean, this one ends with her on the platform and the games again. And this time, the games are all previous winners. Yeah, I, I don't think I saw that one. Yeah, and it kind yeah. of it's was one of those lo- movies that I know I'm going to see anyway. Yeah, so there's a lot. Of, I mean, there's a lot of hints that you know because of her fingers in the air bullshit and cheating the games and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's become the like... scent is rife. She's become an inspiration. There's going to be a revolution. Yeah, but will, will William Seymour Hoffman. I said it wrong. Which first Philip? Shit, Philip. First, first time I said his three names together. William. Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> First time I said, but almost the first time I said three names at one time, I got it wrong. <laughs> but he's like, you gotta kill her the right way. And he's all evil and shit. It looks cool. Yeah. But yeah, that looked cool. Did you see the other youth adult one that popped up a while ago, which has just been drowned up by everything? Mortal noise. Instruments? Nah, fuck that noise. Um, I've lost my point, but I might need to figure out a better way to do How I Live Now. Figure out a better way to do my notes. Um, How it, I Live Now with Sir um, no, I didn't see the trailer for it. Yeah, it's again. It looks a lot like Twenty Eight Days Later, but it's more war rather than zombies. Right. So she's on holiday in like the north of England, and mm-hmm. then something happens, and it looks. I think she's playing. She's playing American, not her own accent, but like she's kind of. There's a lot of lying in meadows, looking and making moon eyes at each other, but then like fucking soldiers come and just drag her off to an internment camp. No oh, right. So it's quite. It should be interesting. I mean, it's directed by Kevin McDonald, who's mm. got a pretty solid track record. He directed Last King of Scotland. He directed State of Play. Yeah. Um, and his documentary work is very solid as well. So I mean, it's uh, it is one of those movies that I that has been on my radar. I don't mm. know why I didn't watch the trailer. I'd heard nothing about it before I heard this, and it's like it looks kind of cool. I mean, it has elements of I think she meets someone on the way, but also she's trying to get back to a boy. But like, it's just going through kind of post-apocalyptic England. It looks rural England. It looks kind of cool. Right. It's the ones to look out for. Also, a trailer for Pompeii, which looks like a cheap knockoff. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like I, John Snow. Is, he's sick. John Snow's fucking been to the gym. Yes. That, that's no, he's, he's always been that ripped. He's just wearing way too many fucking furs in Game of Thrones. <laughs> I, just, like, I just saw that and I'm like, this movie looks like it's going to be so it's like bad. It's dog shit. It looks, like, it looks so bad, I might actually enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, it, it looks like they're ripping. It looks cheap. It looks <laughs> like there's a there's a scene where someone's standing on a cliff, and it's like, is that the cliff from 300? Like I'm not saying the actual set. Did they just get the code off fucking it look, yeah, Snyder's yeah, yeah. hard drive and say we'll just okay we'll just insert somebody standing? It's on not it. even the cliff from 300. They've stolen the code from the Immortals. Yeah. Fuck this movie. It's yeah. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the girl. There's a shot of the girl where she looks exactly like Mia Sara from Legend. That's the first right. Shot of the girl. Yeah, yeah, She's yeah, like, yeah, just yeah, like yeah. whoa. It's like Paul W.S. Anderson. Whose dick is this guy sucking? He's doing this? He's directing this. Ah, fuck it then. That's going to be rubbish. Uh, <laughs> Are there zombies in it? Although I... Although <laughs> There's Mila Jovovich in it. I do have a special special place in my heart for uh, Event Horizon and Soldier. Hmm. And, f- and, and, and the first... The first Resident Evil I thought was all right. Hmm. Not great. All right. Okay. Can't remember what the last one was like. But, you know, I mean, I'll never forgive him for fucking Alien vs. Predator. No. He just balls that up. Fucking I haven't watched it yet because I've heard balls it so bad. Up. Like, you, have you seen the rest of the Resident Evil movies? Like, have you yes, seen all of them? I've seen all of them. Are any of them good aside from the first one? Because I, I only saw the first one. I refused to watch any, any of them. Two's goofy. Three was... Started tying things into the game a bit more, which is interesting. Like, three, they instantly kill which off is, the army of Mila's. Which is the one in the desert? 
That's three. That so that that wasn't directed by Paul Anderson. That was directed, that was directed by, by Russell, um, Russell Mulcahy. Mulcahy was that McTeague? It was Mulcahy. No, 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 James McTeague never did a Resident Evil. Okay, movie. yeah, that was one. So the kind of that was there's a lot of dumb shit in that as well. Right. Like there's a lot of cool shots of me doing stuff. Was like for those of you who don't know, Russell Mulcahy is the director of the original Highlander. Yeah, there was a lot of dumb shit in that as well. Yeah. The last one was Anderson again. Which, yeah. Now hang on, there's two after that one. This fucking this is the thing is like the opposite. This is the problem with the colon thing. You put like Resident <laughs> Evil, Apocalypse, Armageddon, Retribution, Again. fucking ham sandwich. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> Resident as Evil, another one. Yes, <laughs> yet another one. Yeah, we're still going. Still one more. That would make it easier to remember. It's like the fucking last couple of Pierce Brosnan Bond flicks. No one can get them right in their head. I can. Or the five members of Boyzone. I can. The first one, Goldeneye. Easy. Second one, Tomorrow Never Dies. Third one, the world is not enough. Fourth one, die another day. Give me my 50 bucks. Was Tomorrow Never Dies after, before? Tomorrow Never Dies was the second uh, Pierce Brosnan one. You sure? So it was Goldeneye, Tomorrow Never Dies, The World is Not Enough, Die Another Day. He did four. Yeah. Right? He did four, right? He, he did five. I'm pretty sure that's I'm pretty sure that's correct. Well, it comes up a lot in conversations. Like it's always those last couple. Of, no, but that's the one with the uh, with Michelle. Yo, no, 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 that's the one with Richard Price. They're the same one. Oh, okay, yeah. Jesus. No, no. Tomorrow never dies. Uh, yeah. um. <laughs> He's gonna fucking check it. <laughs> okay, while you're doing that, Gavin's toy of the week. Oh, you have a toy of the week. I have a toy of the week, and I have a T-shirt to go along with the toy of the week. I have a handbag of the week. You have a handbag of the week. Yes, I'm fucking. You're well, creating new fucking segments all the time, so well, fuck you. Polish my nuts and pour me a milkshake. I'll call you Mildred. <laughs> What's your. Fucking. You got two more, so you do yours first. Okay, well, uh, my uh, toy. My, my toy of the week is actually uh, uh, San Diego Comic Con 2013 um, exclusive. If this is some. This is all it's a about. Bit old? This stuff is all about The Hobbit. Okay. So this is um, the. This is a seven-inch Azog the Defiler. Oh, and um, it comes in a great little box. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. It's actually um, the same sort of thing. Like for for the 2012 uh, Comic Con, um, they had uh, the Invisible Bilbo exclusive. So this <laughs> is an a- empty box. Was <laughs> yeah. oh, it empty box? No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> and this is uh, sort of like a, a follow-up figure. Seven inches is seven. It's a it's a decent it's mm. a decent size. Yeah. It's a decent size. Um, and uh, this comes with interchangeable hands. So like, if you want to have him before uh, he got his hand cut off. Uh, it also comes with uh, the pre and post defiling. <laughs> yeah, it comes with uh, the severed head of uh, the dwarf king Thor from the um, from the prologue scene in the Hobbit. Yeah, yeah, nice. So, 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 like, if you want to, most grisly fucking toys accessories ever. Yeah, yeah. So, if you want to, if you want to, like, pose uh, Azog like he's holding up the severed head the way it is in the movie. Yeah, um, you can. Uh, it's it's it costs about sixty US. It's not too bad, I suppose. It's not too bad, and it's a cool looking toy. It's yeah. a cool looking toy. It's the coolest Hobbit toy I, I've seen so far. And um, if you like that sort of thing, and if you're looking forward uh, to uh, Desolation of Smog, no one's looking forward to that movie. Yeah, who gives a fuck about that movie? Uh, and if you and if you uh, don't have any new Hobbit shit that you want to wear, you can head over to Weta. There's a really cool. Uh, uh, click under the uh, the Hobbit Unexpected Journey. Don't go to Desolation of Smog. It's not available under there. Um, and there's a really cool um, Hobbit T-shirt that's uh, got the um, that's got a the, the front door of Bag End, and then at the bottom of that uh, is in the hole in a hole in the ground there lived a Hobbit, which is the uh, opening, opening line from from, from from the book. It's uh, it's very very cool. 
It's a nice, it's a very cool T-shirt, and uh, I'm probably gonna get it. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool. That is cool. So I it. want a version of that, but for uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, we were somewhere near Barstow on the edge of the desert when, when the, the drugs, drugs began, began to take hold. <laughs> I remember saying something like, "I feel a bit lightheaded. Maybe you should drive." <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we'll be putting these up so you can take a look at them. Well, the other one I found so is the handbag of the week, which is this bloody cleaver handbag. That's awesome. Um, I'm, getting, I, I'm getting that for the wife. So it's a handbag that it has a. It's just a clutch, but it does look like a cleaver covered in blood. That's fucking awesome. It's awesome, right? I'm like, <laughs> fuck. Are you you gonna get that for your uh, for your lady friend? Well, I don't know. When I sent it to her, when I sent the link to her, she's like, yeah, like a handbag for psychopaths. I think she's having a rough day, so um, <laughs> we'll see. But it, it, it's 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 perfect for her then. Yeah, <laughs> just to bring it into the office. Don't fuck with me today. <laughs> uh, just, I'll a, chop it, you with my fucking handbag. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Cool. I mean, it's like if there's a couple of those handbags you see with the gun imprint on them and stuff like that. But this is actually it's a cleaver with blood. Where do you on get it. this shit? What is this? Where is this from? Um, I have to dig that up because I just I, the link I got we just pointed to it. All of this will be on the show notes, and you yep. can take a look at them, and you can order them at your leisure. Although uh, I will say that uh, Weta has uh, labeled the T-shirt as low stock. Oh, have you ordered yours already? No. Oh. <laughs> Golden Knight, tomorrow never dies. The world is not enough. No, enough. Four times is day. day Dying of the day. Of the day. Boom! <laughs> yes, I'm just reading. Listen, listen to me, the reading Wikipedia. This is the noise it makes. <laughs> <laughs> a, yeah, okay. You hear right. a similar noise when Casper Van Dien tries to read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, something else I was going to mention. Yeah, I need to go put a better way of doing my nose. This is stupid. Yeah. Spike Jones' trailer for her. You see this? Speaking of um, this is, uh, Joaquin Scarlett Phoenix. Johansson, yeah. Mm-hmm. You see this? No. So this is basically Siri plus plus. It's like Joaquin Phoenix is a loser, but it's got that Spike Jones look. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a tash for no reason. Amy Adams looks like Cameron Diaz did in being John Malkovich for mm-hmm. no reason. You know, because he does a lot of stuff for no reason. Yep. His computer, phone, Although whatever. Although he gets a, a get-out-of-jail-free card for uh, for being John Malkovich and Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah. Uh, but he didn't direct Eternal Sunshine. And also... Uh, he adapt- Eternal Sunshine. No, no, he just wrote it. Yeah. Uh, but um, Adaptation. But I loved Adaptation. I mm-hmm. thought Adaptation was genius. Also with crazy Nick Cage hair. Nick, well, Nicholas Cage was just... That, that was two great performances. He was Oscar-nominated for that. Yeah. A lot of people... I mean, he's done so many shit movies that sometimes... People forget. Like, people forget. Like, this guy has cut... He's got an Oscar. Well, shit is heavier than gold. That is true. Um, but this trailer has a lot of like when the phone starts up, it's not Siri because it's very it's it's pretty much just Scarlett Johansson talking to him. Yeah. And she's been smoking a couple of fags a day to get that huskiness right down there. Mm-hmm. And as the video goes, like it looks like you know it could be it's like the Zoe Zoe Deschanel of movies at the three quarters way mark. And you're like, they're fucking falling in love with each other, but it's a fucking phone and a dude. I hate Zoe Dushin. I know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like, uh The wife has started doing this thing that she picked up from watching Cougar Town, which, by the way, is an awesome show. Uh-huh. Uh, but one of the characters did, uh, she said this line, Zoe Dish said, hell no. Oh, God. And now the wife is doing it. I'm like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> I will kill you. If you that's, do that again. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. Um... But it kind of it's it, it, it it's they leave it open to whether it's gonna go creepy because Joaquin Phoenix does creepy well. Mm-hmm. He does crazy well. Mm-hmm. He is crazy. You could argue that's that's what he Closer does better than anything. Yeah. <laughs> so the 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 trailer doesn't 
let you off. Like, I mean, the computer, the, the, Scarlett Johansson just does start asking questions like, what's it like to be there? Right. You know, because it's the first self-aware operating system bullshit. Right. But there's a lot of him looking happy and some kind of cool indie tunes playing and beautiful sunsets and stuff. And it's, I'm interested to see where they go with it. Right. Um, it's one that I, I found myself liking the trailer despite myself. Because I've got a third, three, my three quarters mark, like, fuck this noise. But at the end of it, I was like, I wonder which way they could go. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Spike Jones, he could have, you know, fucking the last quarter of the movie is just Joaquin Phoenix running around crying because his hair drives crashed. <laughs> and going into an Apple store and being, like, looked at like a freak by the staff. Uh, i got to check out this trailer. Yeah. So it's called Her. Yes. No, I, I Which is really easy to find on Google, I'm sure. No, I <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> you Google her. I was like, nope. Oh. What was I looking for? I was looking for the poster. There's a poster I'm trying to remind myself of, and it's like a series of rumbo- rhombuses with pictures in it. You I mean, you might know this. You know do this live. Can you do this? Can you just remember this? It's like a series of like off 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 angle squares. Like uh-huh. Vegas style, something or other like that. Uh-huh. Don't Google swingers. And look at the images when you're looking for... Because I thought it was a Swingers logo for the movie with Vincent Vaughn and John Favreau. Yeah, yeah I know the movie. Yeah. yeah, you don't get pictures for that when you Google image search Swingers. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I would you imagine just get you, the get horror. Some, you get you something just get else. You get the horror. <laughs> that is... No, it's the, it's the horror. The, the horror that people refer to, that's what you get. Right. You search for that. Don't do it. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to do it. <laughs> and you'll see the horror. Speaking about ideas, they're going to make a 12 Monkeys TV show on sci-fi. Yeah, I heard about this. Now, TV has been doing a lot of stuff recently where they could, like, person of interest, Falling Skies, not so much, continue if you don't watch any of these shows, they're good. But they've all had concepts that five, ten, ten years ago, even five years ago, would have been dragged out forever. Yeah. And maybe in the fifth season when they knew they were got, they'd finished, they, they got their syndication run, they would start being clever. Right. They started doing that more and more in episode three or four or two even. Yeah. And running with it. Right. And maybe it's just being a child of the 80s. When I think of this, all I'm thinking about is time tracks. Mm-hmm. You know, when it says, like, they're doing a, a 12 Monkeys movie, I'm just wondering, is it every week he's going to be coming back and doing something? And that yeah, could be terrible. I, That's my automatically default version, is that they're going I, to I ruin didn't, it. I didn't, I didn't read the article, but I saw the heading. There's not was, much of an article. They just issued a press release saying they're doing yeah, it. Yeah, and I just, I just, again, like you, I'm trying to figure out, well, how would they do that? Because, I mean, if it's just one guy, like completely fucking confused all the time gibbering at people every week with no actual like never meeting his goals that'd yeah. be kind of fun yeah it's like also like Ben Stiller is uh, he's developing Reality Bites into a TV show really and I mean but that I can kind of see you know this sort of like meandering kind of like 20 somethings what do I do with my life now I mean that I can see is a TV mm. show you know whereas something like 12 Monkeys it was called Friends wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he on that show as well? We should, well, no, but like, but the remake of Friends is now called Cougar Town. You, are they all in it now? No, but that they basically that's still going, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, they they they, they got picked up by a different uh, network. TV network. Uh, but that's what Cougar Town ultimately became mm. when the show first started. It was just um, the girl from the Bruce Springsteen video. Yeah. <laughs> who Courtney now, Cox, who now looks unrecognizable. Really? She's had so much work done. She looks like a fucking train wreck now. She looks really weird now. Really, uh, but you know the mo- that the, the the you know Cougar Town started off as this show about you know this uh, sort of 40 year old single mom like 
living in a town that's constantly preyed upon by animals, by wild cats. Absolutely, you yeah. know, trying to figure shit out. And then as the show's gone on, people have realized, you know what? Fuck it. This is friends. They're just hanging around. It's like Ch- like Ch- Chiron was saying this. It's like it's it's friends. But they're just older and just friends sitting around drinking wine. It's actually pretty funny. Okay. Yeah, I've heard it's pretty good. I it's mean, Abed likes it from uh, Community, which is a good sign. It's actually pretty funny. It was one of those shows that I, you know, I fully expected to hate. Mm. And then one day, just sort of like, oh, Cougar Town's on. Let's watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and then just like, followed by lots of introspection. And what have I become? It's this, it's this just, <laughs> just this weird thing. It's like, fuck that show to like, oh my God, it's on. Oh, two episodes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> back to back. Back to back. Yeah. Let's get the wine out. Let's get settled in for the night. <laughs> All right, we should finish up the news. So I'm going to finish up with two bits of news, which are cool, important. Mm-hmm. Um, Britt McKenzie. Britt. Yep. Uh, got an Oscar for his work on The Muppets. Mm-hmm. And he's doing another Muppets movie. And he's, they're also doing like a labyrinth-style type of movie. He's talking about doing some kind of labyrinth thing with Muppets and all sorts of crazy stuff. And that only sounds like a good thing. Yep. Yep. He's doing the mu- mu- music for the second Muppets movie as well? Yep. Okay. Did you see the trailer for the second Muppets movie? Nope. It came out about three or four weeks ago. Yep. It kind of depressed me. Why? Because they're just talking about sequel. It's a sequel, and it's like it's a joke about being a sequel. Yeah. Uh, Fuck it. Even even the trailers for the the first Muppet movie was hit and miss. But this was, I really didn't like this at all. Yeah. So I'm dang- it's dangerous on this. That's why I didn't want to watch it. And another thing is they brought out uh, the Henson show. The Henson company, Brian Henson, is working with uh, the BBC mm-hmm. to do a quiz show on B- on BBC. Which has two humans and the rest of the cast of Muppets, and they're going to do like the Muppet Show, a front room and a back room. Mm-hmm. So like, there's the quiz show where the, there's actual normal people convening for money, mm-hmm. but in between they'll be doing the production staff and everything, which are all Muppets, led by um, some Dougie Colon, but Dougie Cologne <laughs> yeah. is how he's pronouncing it. <laughs> but they're Muppets, and it's I it's uh, it sounds like BBC the UK doing fantasy kind of this kind of thing. just no I mean I don't know I mean it sounds like it could work it could but look at that photo yeah it's a pretty fucked up I mean Ron Henson's involved maybe that's a good thing I don't know he doesn't I mean the Muppets are owned by uh, Disney now so he's yeah. out of that but yeah I wasn't mad on that well we'll just have to wait and see we, we will we should move on to emails alright alright so <clears throat> We've got some emails. You can email us in at podcast at McGettonFries anytime you want to get in contact. Or you can contact us via the contact us form on the website. Or you can just tweet us. You can tweet us. I'm at Gavyap. I'm at McNasty Prime. Yep. The MC at the beginning because it's awkward. Or just hashtag McGettonFries. That'll work. Yep. Also has MC at the beginning. What do we got? So first email comes in from Darren. Hi guys. I just watched Salem's Lot. No. What? Know what's eerier than a vampire at your window? A child vampire at your window. Who are some of your favorite creepy kids of horror? Creepy kids. Children of the corn. Yeah, you <laughs> don't do your fucking. We have no, your, no, 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 no. You're gonna do the kids. Fucking. We have your woman, Malachi. <laughs> yeah, no. Children of the corn for me sticks out. That, yeah. that, that movie freaked me out as a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you know, by default, you've got that that fucker from Omen. You know, and also uh, Linda Blair and The Exorcist. Um, I, I don't know. I think I was too old to watch Linda, The Exorcist. Or I'd seen too many other things. I didn't find her that creepy. Yeah, no, I mean, but... Uh, yeah, You've met my sister, right? Yeah, I've met, your, <laughs> I've met your sister. Your sister reminds me of Lisa Simpson for some strange reason. <laughs> He's a fucking know-it-all. <laughs> the three-quarter angle is like, it's Lisa Simpson. <laughs> my God, she doesn't listen to this. I'd be, my ass be handed to me. Um, 
Kids, creepy kids. You know, I mean, like, there are certain sort of, like... Uh, the Im- one in the Jew on, the little kid in the cupboard? Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, there, there are there's certain images yeah. that, that's, that fuck me up. Like that like that vampire, that little vampire girl in 30 Days a Night. You know, that, that, was, that was a fucked up image. Mm. In terms of, like, actual creepy kids, a lot of them are from, you know, the... It's uh, stuff like like Children of the Corn, The Omen, The Exorcist, Village of the Damned. You Did know, you the, the black and white one? Uh, or the, the one with Kirstie Alley? Well, both. You know, like, uh, the, the, the kids look fucking freaky in that one. They look freaky, but they also look stupid. They do. The Kirstie Alley one really... I watched the recently when it was on Astro. I was like, why am I watching this? This is terrible. Well, you see, I haven't seen it, I haven't seen it in a very long time. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a very long time. Yeah. Um, what else is there? And. It's one of those things that as soon as it's over, I'm going to be like, oh, shit, that fucking kid. Yeah, we should probably screen these or prepare somehow. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll think about it. It's usually we'll come to us later. Yeah, we, yeah. Have, we have a couple of emails this week. Okay. Number two comes from Ballpoint Banana. Uh, it's a colossal challenge to cast Wonder Woman. Who do you two think could bring all aspects of the character to the table? Um, she's a little bit old for it now, but I always kind of wish that you could get Monica Bellucci to do it, mm. but, um, yeah, but, but, but dub her voice. Yeah. Um, I think, I guess it depends. Moon like, Blood just had a kid, but she would be kind of kick-ass. Or Zo- the one who played Zoe in Firefly, I mean, fucking cast dark, fucking cast black. They're doing it for the torch anyway. She goes to an island, she's in the sun. Um, she's Greek, you can get away with all sorts of tint skin colours. Um... <laughs> Olivia Munn is the one that pops to mind. That's because she looked, but she's the terrible choice. Yeah. Although I've heard she's do, she does good stuff in the newsroom. No, I mean, I guess it depends on. I guess it depends on how you know. If are, are you talking someone who looks the part, or you know, someone who um, you know, someone who looks the part, or someone who can also like sort of looks the part and act the part, and that's that's fucking hard to do. Yeah. The acting. Uh, yeah, it's because of the bearing to Diana. That's uh, that's hard to get. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, like my, my half away. I mean, my my choice, my choice. I mean, like my, I've always sort of seen like a Monica Bellucci type, mm. uh, because she has that kind of slightly Mediterranean sort sort of look. Uh, the the only problem is just like the the accent. That's sort of the 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 only real issue with it. Mm. Um. Aside from that, you know, I'm. I can't really think of anyone because and and that, and that's also one reason why the movie's probably never been made. Yeah, well, I mean, it's Rachel Nichols was the green girl on Star Trek, right? Uh huh. Nichols. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's in Continuum. If she's got long straight in that show, but she does an awful lot of ass kicking in that show and also carries that show. If they dyed her hair black and gave her curls, although she's more redheaded, might look weird. She could be able to pull it off, like pull it off as an actual. I don't think so. It. I don't think so. I don't. I don't see it. I mean, and it is. It is like a truly, truly fucking, uh, you know, tricky one. Tricky one to cast mm. because you're talking about the perfect woman. Yeah. You know. I mean, this is the and, you know, I haven't seen that. Yeah. You know, I haven't. I haven't seen the perfect women on film who can. You'd probably need to, you know, if a cast an unknown. You probably need to cast an because unknown. anyone else is gonna have baggage. Although I, although having said that, I mean, Linda Carter was perfect. Mm. There was something about Linda Carter that just sort of nailed that. Yeah. You know, but uh, I honestly wouldn't know uh, who to cast. Linda Carter. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the, I mean, like a uh, back, like like a like like a planet terror, Rose McGowan. Yeah, she's gone weird now. She's gone wheels now. Too much work. But if she still looked like she did in Planet Terror, 
I could I could buy that. Yeah. I could buy that. Did you see the DC Nation shorts? They're putting them all up online when they're done with them on the TV. Uh, the little animated shorts they're doing for Cartoon Network. I haven't seen that. See the Wonder Woman ones? Lucy Lawless. Yeah, I mean she's the obvious choice. She, Lucy Lawless. Because she's but she's getting on. A but bit. she's getting on a bit. It's like that's that's what I mean. All, all all of the ones that I like are all like just slightly too old for it now. Yeah, we don't know who the new up and comers are. Lucy Lawless got to figure out a way. Cloner. You know, like that somehow. Not Lucy, fucking Mila Jojovich anyway. Nah, fuck that. She's got no tits. <laughs> Wonder Woman's got to have huge knockers. Haley Atwell. <laughs> she could do. My wife would hate this movie. <laughs> she hates Haley Atwell. She hates Haley Atwell from Peggy Carter. Yeah, yeah. She hates Why? her because I like her. Because <laughs> I made that comment about the knockers. Oh, you. Dur- during my Captain America review, she's got amazing knockers. Oh, you, you good, you. Oh, well, she was there for that one, was she? Yeah, yeah, yeah she, she was. This. You're fine. Haley Atwell! <laughs> Haley good, Atwell good... gets my vote. Yeah. She could work. <laughs> Finest breasts in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> you wouldn't uh, put Scarlett Johansson's up there? You... No, you no. Scarlett Johansson's too short. You're not fucking too... You're not no Colossus of Rhodes yourself, motherfucker. I'm not trying to get cast as Wonder Woman. <laughs> Oh if, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But if someone asked me if I thought in the Marvel universe, Wonder- I'm not saying Scarlett Johansson is not for Wonder Woman at all. Actually, yeah. Uh, in the Marvel, you just you just made a very bold statement there, sir. That's a tough one. You know, I actually, if you gave me the, the choice between the two of them, I'd probably go with Haley Atwell. Hmm. I'd go for a bit of Black Widow, but never mind. We're not talking about the characters. I know. We're talking about the actress. I know. If you're talking about characters, I want to fuck Black Widow. <laughs> <laughs> if you're talking about actresses, I want to fuck Haley Atwell. <laughs> okay. Good to know the yeah. distinction. There you go. But the DC Nation shorts are little shorts, and the one for Wonder Woman, there are three of them. I, w- I wouldn't mind spending some time with Pepper Potts as well. I have no interest in sleeping with Gwyneth Paltrow, yeah. but I really want to sleep with Pepper Sounds Potts. stupid. <laughs> but no, this little animated short, it's like quite minimalist in tone, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like weird. Mm-hmm. Like... Wonder Woman has like a Mustang on the or like a Camaro on the beach of mm-hmm. of Paradise Island for no reason really. Yep. Just because it kind of looks cool. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of I'm not sure the style of it. There's a lot of like really really long legged characters, mm-hmm. and it's just wacky and cool looking. Mm-hmm. Definitely have a look. Just Google DC Nation shorts Wonder Woman. Cool. We'll do. Uh, any other brunettes we can think of? They don't have to be brunettes. You know, just like they're going to end up being. Lucy Lawless is blonde, right? Yeah, you just know. Well, I don't know. I fucking hair color. He's yeah. died so many times, so you never know. All right, well, thanks, Bob Pop Banana. Uh, third question comes in from Niza. You both sound like the kind of guys who like JVCD, JCVD. How many JCVD movies have you seen? Well, we've seen JVCD, JCVD. I've seen a lot, but I haven't seen some of his directed video stuff. Okay. Um, like, like, uh, like, uh, I mean, like. We've all seen Time Cop. I've seen Time Cop. Hard Target. Bloodsport. Uh, I haven't seen Bloodsport. You haven't seen Bloodsport? No. Just check that out. Fucking Cyborg, No Retreat, No Surrender. Um, You've seen more than I have. uh, What's that other one? Sudden Death. Uh, I have seen Sudden Death, yeah. Sudden Death, um, Universal Soldier, 1, 2, and 3. I saw 1. And I've seen 4 also. (laughs) Um, Just basically listening, A Wasted Life here. Knock Off. Double, double team double team I think uh, double impact double impact I've definitely they seen. all just sort of blend into each other yeah yeah um, what's that other one he did maximum risk hard target yeah what was, a, what was maximum risk maximum risk was the one that was directed by Ringo Ringo Lam um, that's the one where he had that fight in the uh, in, in, in the Russian sort of bath tea, bath house or whatever the fuck mm. yep you've seen way more than I have yeah yeah it's the Expendables one Expendables 
2. It's Expendables 2. Yeah. Uh, then some of his directed video stuff, like um, like Dragon Eyes and um, Replicant and... Uh, uh, what what's that? Did you do the quest or something like that, or the, the search? Qu- the quest. The quest was a cinema release. That he that's the one he directed. I saw half of that. Yeah, I've, I've seen quite a few events. Yeah, seen, we've seen a lot. Yeah. I mean, in JCVD, of course. Yes, which was great. It was awesome. Fantastic movie. <laughs> you have some questions? Ah, uh, no, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, that's our like, question. So no, yeah, we, we everyone see who knows me knows I would never wear black silk underwear. <laughs> Look at him, a faggot. <laughs> <laughs> But knockoff is his is his classic as far What's as that I'm one there? That's the one. That's with... the one about the exploding jeans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even making this shit. Up. Twin, double impact. That's double impact. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's that's the one with the the black sick underwear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look at him, a faggot. <laughs> I just always love the shot time shot time cop of him jumping on the kitchen cabinets when he's getting electrocuted. That's great. At one point, that was like yeah, it must have been in a contract for every movie he, he does because do he's got to do the splits and he's got to do it showing his ass. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> You've got two movies to review. I think we'll move on to the reviews. Again, if you want to email us, you can get us at podcast.meyapandfries.com. Okay. We'll move into our reviews section with start, Kevin. Okay, I'm going to do a really uh, quick review of um, this Studio Ghibli movie called Pompoko. This movie came out in uh, 1994, and it was a really huge hit in Japan. And it was, uh, I believe it was also nominated for Best Animated Film at the Oscars that year. Did it? Nominated. Best foreign film or something like that? No, it was actually... Well, I suppose the animated's, the animated's cover everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I mean, I, I think. I could be wrong, but I, be, uh. I believe that it was. Um, I have... You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big Studio, Studio Ghibli uh, fan, although, um, you know, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say I haven't seen all of them. There's, yeah. a, there's a few that I haven't seen. I only watched My, ne- My Neighbor Totoro a couple of months back. It's the first time I've seen that one. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I've seen Nausicaa. I've seen uh, Spirit of the Way. I'd seen... There's, I mean, there's, 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 there's a few. Yeah. I mean, there's quite a few of them, and you know, uh, I, I, I was quite arrogant about it. I thought I'd seen quite a few until I realized how many there actually were, and I realized that I've, I, I, there's quite a few. It's that a big I fucking seen. box set where you get out Sunday yeah. long. It's yeah. like, oh shit! It's like there's a lot. Yeah. Because um, a lot of them didn't make it out of Japan, or they're very, yeah. they're so very Japanese centric. That's right, and also a lot, of, a lot of the times you tend to think that, um, uh, that uh, Studio Ghibli is movies that basically Miyazaki did. Yeah. You don't you don't tend to think about the movies that he didn't do. And or his son did. I still haven't seen a Wizard of Earthsea. Have you? No. Yeah. I, I've heard it's not very good. Yeah, but it's yeah. Oh, how, e- even 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 Miyaz- uh It's Tales of Earthsea. Yeah. Tell, have you seen Howl's Moving Castle? Uh, yes, I have. I haven't seen that one. Yeah. Um, but even Miyazaki has gone on record saying that, you know. Uh, just because he's my son doesn't yeah. mean, doesn't mean he's my favorite. I think he said that before it came out. Like, <laughs> yeah. he's, like, he's like, "Fuck you, kid." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Schlitt>. <laughs> um, But this movie, uh, Pompoko, it's uh, it it takes the the main crust. Of the, the movie takes place in the nineties, um, about a group of uh, tanuki, mm. and uh, tanuki is uh, it's, it's Japanese raccoon dogs. Yeah, although, or the raccoon suit for people who play Mario. Yeah, that's although, a tanuki suit. Although in the English dub, they're not. They're just referred to as raccoons. Now um, there is, you know, there's always a bit of a risk when you watch an English dub. I've seen this movie both in the with the sub with in the Japanese and also with the English dub. It's not a bad dub. Okay. So if you um, if you're one of those people that doesn't like reading subtitles, you'd rather watch a, a an English version. The fuck you! Then when this, is this podcast? This is one. Of, <laughs> this is one of the better English dubs. Yeah. Um, and it's actually got a pretty pretty good um, cast. It's like uh, it's got Clancy Brown, uh, and this is a blast from the past. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're still in the nineties, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but, Good old JTT. But uh, I would always recommend watch it, watch it in Japanese because yeah. it's just the inflections of the voices it, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Japanese are very expressive. Yeah, and weird. Um, and it's basically about it's the whole movie is a statement on yuppie Japan, right? Uh, because this was at a time when when the Japanese economy was really booming. A lot's changed since then, um, and it's about uh, this this huge suburban development project called uh, New Tama in uh, Tama Hills, which is uh, just on the outskirts of uh, Tokyo. Mm -hmm. And it's, the, the, the movie actually begins in the, in, in the in 60s, in the in 1960s, where you can just sort of see the, the beginnings of development. And then fast forward to the 90s, where a lot of uh, the forest habitat um, uh, is basically destroyed. Mm. And uh, that this new development is, is dividing their land and, and uh, the 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 raccoons, the tanuki, basically. Uh, well, they're not raccoons. They're like the forest spirits kind of thing, are they? No, no I mean like they're they're they're. Um, it's yeah. It's 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 all based in Japanese folklore. Yeah. Um, where uh, these these uh, raccoon dogs are basically very very uh, very mischievous, very high, highly sociable, and um, they 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 have the ability. They're one of the few creatures who have the ability to um, shape shift. Yeah. And um, what's really interesting about about it is that basically they 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 they're seen in three different forms. Uh, one is the um, is the as realistic raccoons, as realistic animals, and that's generally when when humans are around. Yeah. Uh, they they when 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 they're on their own, they walk on two feet. Uh, they they wear clothes. Oh. Uh, you know, and um, you know the and uh, but when they but when they get really excited. Um, they change and become more sort of um, uh, what's the word like more cartoony. Yeah. So which is very which is very common in manga, uh, and it's sort of based it's based on Shigeru uh, Shugira, who um, that that type of crazy manga animation. Mm. You know, like uh, for people who watch anime, it's like whenever someone is embarrassed, you got that huge teardrop. Yeah. That it's that sort of similar thing. So when these characters get excited or happy or angry. They just change, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's really fun to, to watch because they get angry and excited a lot. Yeah. Um, and the funny thing about the is that they have sh these shape shifting abilities, but because raccoons are notoriously lazy, they have to keep relearning how to do it. Oh, really? They forget about it all the <laughs> they time. They keep forgetting it. So they and how and it's because of all of this development that um, some of them end up leading this resistance to try and stop this development from happening. Mm -hmm. And so that's why they have to learn how to shapeshift so they can sort of go and go undercover, so to speak, in the human world and all of that. Cool. Um, and, and so there's, uh, there's, there's a few of them. There's Gonta, who is uh, the Clancy Brown character. And he's basically this, he's the aggressive one. He's the one who's, his solution to everything is like, kill them! He's Raphael. <laughs> Yeah, kill all the humans, and then uh, there's this old guru, Sizamon. There's this uh, Oruku, this old, older, uh, this older uh, female character, and then this young character, the Jonathan Taylor Thomas character, uh, whose name is uh, Shukichi. Mm -hmm. And they, they're the, they're the, the main characters who are trying to uh, stop this from all happening, and it, it goes like through eco terrorism and all this sort of weird thing. It, it's actually, it's, it's very adult. Yeah. It's very adult, but at the same time, it's really funny. Okay. It's really. I mean, I mean, I was laughing quite a bit. There's this one bit where uh, um, Gonta, uh, the Clancy Brown character, he's he's like saying, "No, we must kill all the humans." It's all in Japanese, you know. It's, and like they've just um, succeeded in in delaying it. Yeah. You know, they they don't delay it for very long. But at the time, because the thing about the raccoons is very funny is that everything requires a celebration. 
Yeah. So it's like if they make, if someone makes a decision and everyone agrees, the so party. they have a party. You know. <laughs> so they're they're in the midst of having this party, <laughs> and and Gunta's like, no, <laughs> it's not okay. Now 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 we must crush them and kill them. And kill all of them. Yeah. And then th- th- these young guys are like, um, but, um, it's like, what? Uh, do we really have to kill all of them? Yes, we must destroy all of them. Yeah. But if, if we kill all the humans, we'll never eat tempura again. <laughs> <laughs> and then, the, and, th- and then they're like, what? And it's like, what about burgers? And everyone's like, oh shit. <laughs> what about burgers? What about pizza? You know, you know, <laughs> and, and while they're saying all this, the Gunta characters start sweating uh-huh. and he's like, Oh God! I can taste it. <laughs> it's like, right. Well, we'll leave a few of them alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep <laughs> like even he's on board. He's not like losing his mind in anger. And he's... so, th- and they decide like they they got to try and observe the humans. So they steal a television, uh-huh. <laughs> and then they put the television there to observe humans. But then it completely slows down all their progress because they're all watching TV all the time. <laughs> so there's a lot of humor in it. Yeah, there's a lot of humor, but. It's it's also got these this imagery that now like if you've seen Spirited Away and everything that Studio Ghibli is famous for, yeah. Um, because as they're trying to do different things to try and scare the shit out of humans, so one of the things that they try to do is they try and do a ghost parade mm-hmm. to make to make the people of this new development fuck off think that it's haunted, you know. And the ghost parade is one of the most beautiful uh, sequences I've ever seen. You know, mm. I mean, I mean now watching. What, I'm trying to imagine what it must have been like watching it in, in the 90s. Because you watch it now, you've seen things like it. Like, especially, like, there's there's definitely elements of Spirited Away in there. Bit of no face some, and some, that kind Yeah, of style some of that stuff. stuff, you know. And it's fucked up. It's yeah. like, it's really creepy. Okay. And some of the shit, I mean, it's just, uh, I was quite, you know, I, I was, I just thought it was beautiful. The animation was beautiful. And there's, there's this other thing that they do, uh, which is towards the end, that I don't really want to say. It's, but they also try and create an illusion to try and show what has been lost. Okay. And it's... Uh, and it's beautiful as well. And it's really beautiful. But it's it it's quite heartbreaking. I mean, it's... Uh, one thing I've always liked about the Studio Ghibli movies, which is the kind of thing that Disney will never do, is that no matter how um, childlike a story may be, there's always at least one scene that's brutally adult. Yeah. You know, like like really uncompromisingly adult. Uh, that Hollywood would never allow anything like that to be in a again since Bambi they wouldn't yeah since Bambi they haven't well yeah Hollywood would Pixar would yeah Pixar would I mean like but but Pixar even then they would do it in a much gentler way yeah uh, this is done this is not like let's say that this isn't because gentle because sometimes happens and kids yeah. don't see that and this is not to say that, and this is very matter of fact hmm. uh, the way some of these more hard it's like when the girl's parents turn into pigs and spirit away it's yeah. fucking horrifying yeah it's horrifying <laughs> You know, but um, I was very... And there's no respite for her at all in that. So I presume that kind of thing as well. I mean, I was very touched watching this. Mm. Uh, And um, I thought it was like, especially the last five minutes, I found to be quite, quite sad. Okay. Um, But that doesn't necessarily mean it's a sad ending. Yeah. It's more touching more than anything else. But um, it's just that... it. It's just that whole idea of sort of assimilating mm-hmm. and uh, the, 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 the sort of... Um, what can be lost. Yeah. And uh, the, 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 the commentary that it's making about sort of modern day life and... Is progress for progress's sake always worth it? Yeah. So I would highly, highly recommend this. Cool. Um, uh, it's the kind of movie that makes you want to go back and just go, go through all of Studio Ghibli's movies. Yeah, because there's one... Was it... And this the is direct... Hanada? Hanada? Some, there's something about keeping up with... Not, 
keeping up with. There's something about my neighbor, not my neighbor Totoro, but there's someone who's about people living in a house next door, and it's that animation that's like the little dirty the, the, kid. Yeah, the Hanadas. It's Hanadas and whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, that yeah. stuff which doesn't seem to have gotten inside of Japan that yeah. much at all. You have to be really into it. Yeah. And even my neighbor Totoro, well, great, I watched it on my own because the girlfriend fell asleep. But there's not an awful lot happens for an awful lot of that movie. Yeah. There's an awful lot of... It's a lot of... I mean, yeah, you're right. But once things start happening, yeah. it's like, holy shit. Yeah, I, but I even with that, it's like, when the stuff that happens is just one thing yeah. that goes on for quite a while. Yeah. And then yeah. Cat Bus. Yeah. And then Cat the bus. end. The Cat Bus is amazing. Yeah. Um, no, but also something else to recommend this movie by is that this this movie was directed... Um, it was directed by uh, Isa- Isao Takahata, who directed uh, Grave of Fireflies. Yeah, I haven't watched that because I heard it's too sad. Oh, you haven't seen that? <laughs> no, I've heard, I don't know. I've been like, oh, the beard on what's Grave of the Fire Fireflies. It'll be a good night in. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah, Grave of Fireflies is gut-wrenching. Yeah, I, no. It's, it's gut-wrenching. <laughs> <laughs> There's certain movies that, you know, you hear about doing this in this line of work, line of what not work, you hear things, it's like, mm. yeah, I don't want to sit around and be fucking depressed. <laughs> Yeah, so you should watch Pompoko first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or should I save that for the the the, the, the cleanser after watching Grey of the Fireflies? You could. You could. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, Pompoko. Pompoko. Yeah, I've been meaning to watch it for a while. I haven't got a chance to see it. Because I, I do love their stuff. I'll just go really quick into my review of Magic Magic. Okay, so you can just, you know, not pay attention when I do a listing then, yeah. No, you... No, this is, this is, uh, it's... Speaking um, of, you've heard Naosimi's gotten a sequel that may be undeserved because of money being yes. made. Yes, Naosimi, yeah. Yeah, fuck um, This is a very simple story. Uh, it's it's about this chick, Alicia, played by Juno Temple, mm-hmm. um, who who goes to the south of Chile to visit her cousin, Sarah, who's played by Emily Browning. Mm-hmm. And um, she's, and basically... From a soccer point, right? Yeah. And um, basically they, they go to this sort of like cottage and they're just having like a little bit of a vacation, but... Uh, she's there with um, Sarah's there with her friends Barbara, played by Catalina Sandino Moreno. Um, this guy, her boyfriend Augustin, who's played by Augustin Silva, who's the brother of the director Sebastian Silva, and uh, their American exchange student friend Brink, who's played by Michael Sarah. And um, it's Sarah, at the beginning of the movie, Sarah suddenly has to leave. The cousin has to leave. She says because of exams. We later find out it's because uh, she's going for an abortion. Okay. Uh, this happens very early in the film, so it's not a huge spoiler. Yeah. Um, and all of this seems to be happening at a time where Alicia may or may not be starting to lose her mind. Her grip on reality is starting to unravel. Mm. And it just so happens that because of where she is and the lack of familiarity and because everyone there just seems to be just a little fucked up mm-hmm. um, that she loses her grip on reality and it's this whole thing about is it or is it not real uh, it's apparently loosely based on, on on true events of something that actually happened in Chile with an Italian um, exchange student wow um, and from and uh, it's and this movie is now used in uh, psychology classes where students have to diagnose this the wow. the, the character, um, I would in terms of mood and atmosphere, it's pretty cool. Um, Michael Sarah is playing a character you've never seen him play before, uh, and it is very interesting for the first half of the film. In the second half of the film, it gets really annoying. Oh. It's not his fault. Yeah, it's the character. He plays it very well, mm-hmm. and he speaks like sixty seventy percent of his dialogue is in Spanish. Oh. Um, and this was that movie that he was learning Spanish for. Yeah. Um, it's beautifully shot, and there is a nice build to it, although it does take its time. Uh, but one thing I will say is that 
the ending really pissed me off. <laughs> I've, I've, I mean, it, it, it is one of like, it is one of those cop out endings to me where it's what the fuck. Yeah. You know, I Bobby mean, Ewing come out of the shower. There's no, there's no payoff. Uh-huh. There's no payoff. They, they, they hit you with this thing that's supposed to be like, it's clearly one of those. Well, you, you know, what do you think happened? That, that, that type of thing. Yeah. And, and they don't even give you enough to make your mind up in regards to that. Okay. You know, so it's all build, no payoff. Uh, but it's worth what it's. I mean, it's it's worth watching if you like this kind of movie. It, it's very niche. <laughs> like, that would be the best thing this kind. What's the what's no? The I understand genre? why I went direct to video because yeah. you know, like uh, the studio just didn't know how to sell it. Yeah. Uh, and in that regard, I understand. But it's not a bad movie. Mm. It's well made. It's well acted. Um, it's just it's just an acquired taste. Mm. But it's if for no other reason, just to see Michael Sarah play against type. Yeah. It's it was it on on that level of, and Juno Temple's amazing in it. Really? Yeah. I hear so much about her, but I always forget who she is. She's amazing in it, but also her character is very annoying mm. because she's constantly trying, like, what is happening to me, like that that kind of thing. Oh fuck! You know, and that does get very annoying. It's like that. What's that? Something Ha? Something Ha movie in the U.S. Have you heard about that? Francis Ha. Francis Ha is supposed to be similar, annoying, but also good. And even something maybe it's the, maybe it's the new annoying uh, Simon Pegg's character in the World's End is supposed to be annoying as fuck like he does look well but it's supposed to be like he gets wearing apparently right I see God only knows when we fucking see that movie Jesus so <laughs> into the neat thing cool so that's Magic Magic yep in case I don't forgot it uh, cool so I saw probably what one of the last summer blockbusters we'll get is there any more coming uh, for the summer no I think that's about it that's about it Elysium so Neil as, as pointed out by Gavin Neil Blomkamp director of District 9's follow up to District 9 uh, set in a world in a world where the poor live on Earth and the rich live on Elysium. Elysium, yep. Um, there's a lot of movies you watch these days or TV shows, you know, things like The Walking Dead or Game of Thrones. When myself and my girlfriend watch it, we're like, you know, screensaver. It's like the, the amount of artwork that's going into the images these days. It's like you could literally, you know, take a screenshot and it's just beautiful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, Elysium gets a lot of this as well, except that it, the composition of those images is primarily garbage and refuse and filth and people. Right. There's a lot of beauty shots of the station of Elysium where all the rich live. But on Earth, like, it's not just shanty towns. There's shanty towers. There's beautiful panning shots over sky, sky-rise buildings with fucking, like, tents and shit just built off them and all sorts of... Just, Dirt and refuse everywhere. Everything on Earth is filthy. It's downtrodden. It's crap. Earth is crap. <laughs> and into this, Matt Damon. Um, it's great that the trailers we've given out a lot about trailers that ruin shit. Yeah. And it looked like a lot of you know Elysium could have been one of those ones. There's a lot more to this movie. There's a lot that happens before we even get to the trailers. And it's- some of the stuff that's shown in the trailers is well into the middle of the movie. It's not even near the end at all, yeah. which is great. And there's a, there's a huge. Um- uh, social and political commentary in this, isn't it? Kind of, because Blancamp himself has even said that it's not its background. Yeah, because like, yeah, he he he's gone on he's gone on record saying that that was not his intention. Yeah, it's not, it's not meant to because be. Because like, people, a lot of people, given out about it because of that. I mean, it does, it set up this, this, this you know this dictum this difference between uh, the people in space, and the people in the ground. Dichotomy. <laughs> and uh, like Matt, your introduction is to this character, Max. You're introduced to Matt Damon's character as a child. Right. And like living in this shitty world and learning to steal because you can't get ahead. And right. nuns telling him he's these nuns at these refuge telling him he's made made for greatness. And meeting his friend Frey, who is um, I can't remember the actress name, but it's the girl that you know they're hanging out together. And he keeps he starts stealing and shit like that. And she's like, no, can't do this. And you know, 
it's just seeing you know nastiness pile and nastiness pile and nastiness mm-hmm. but that gives the background to the character for when he's older it's after he's been caught as a car thief or whatever else and he's now on parole and he's working in a factory that builds the robots the police system mm-hmm. and working for William Fickner Ah. who's always great yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and in this he, I mean, he, the, the rich people in this are all assholes like on Elysium they're all in like fucking dinner party wear all the fucking time and some of them have to come down here in shuttles to do some work like he runs the the the, the, uh, the, rub, the automation plant right and like even there's little there's so many little small details in this movie that they throw away like there's a little kind of uh, Riche logo on his skin mm-hmm. it's like they're their impl- their their facial reconstruction shit gets branded mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like so you can see it's like oh it's it's not not maybe not maybe she's born with it it's like she's branded fucking Maybelline right you know what I mean and it's like little touches like that it doesn't even mention it but just like little people talk about like you know you're getting a bit like you know maybe it's time for your treatment you know, right, right 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 and he's a dickhead he's a massive dickhead like at one point he's talking to a manager on the floor he's like no don't breathe on me. <laughs> And we know William Fickner is like yeah, yeah. fucking he's, awesome he's and everything. Got, yeah, guy's got, never had a bad day in his fucking life on one set. <laughs> I've yet to see him do anything bad. Even that terrible fucking show about aliens in the water, which made no fucking sense because everyone was trying to do Lost. Fucking badass sheriff. Fucking cool. So, an accident happens at work. This is again all in the trailers. An accident does happen, but it takes a while to get there. You know, introduce the world and everything else around it. Um, the best you can possibly do is have a job. There's not that many jobs. He works in the plant making the, making the robots and there's a certain point they get irradiated to kill off any bugs and shit and just, you know, bacteria and, you know, sterilize the shit. Mm-hmm. And it's not in the trailers, but something happens. The reason why he has to go in to do this is I could fuck you. You know right. what I mean? It's like you're downtrodden, fucking you do it. Right. And the accident that happens and the company's absolving of him does play into a little bit more. There's a little bit more to revenge of it there. Right, right, right. But that desperation then, once people realize what's going on, he's like, I need to get to Elysium. Because in Elysium, all the rich have Medusa beds, which are certainly med bays. They all have a Medusa head on them, which is a terrible kind of marketing thing for something that's supposed to heal you. But they essentially can scan you and fix everything in no time. Like There's a shot of it in the trailer of the person getting like trace amounts of cancer removed, no problem. Right. And it's introduced quite early that there are constantly people trying to get up there. Right. Like people stealing shuttles and getting up there. And that's where some of the holes start to happen. Right. Jodie Foster is the defense secretary for Elysium. I've heard that Jodie Foster can't settle on an accent. Yeah, it's weird. I'm not sure if that's her or if it's the, the, the sum of it that's very definitely ADR'd badly. Right. There's a lot of weird looping on her at times. Her accent does waver a bit. Um, she's like, fuck everyone wants to come up here. But she also runs a station with no weapons on it. Hmm. So when people try to get up there... She's got to call like the activate Kruger line from the trailer. That's not later on in the movie. That's early on in the movie. Right. You know they got to fire shit from Earth. It's like you would think that you know when you're putting in place the system of control, you'd you put want, some big fucking some laser fucking guns on your space station. You know, to stop people from just fucking, so that you can tell people we've this got, we've battle got station is guns. fully operational, <laughs> just so you can do that. So the, you know people get that happens. So I mean there there's fail safes and places and safe. But the the president who's played by the guy who was the Ten Rings in uh, the first Iron Man, yeah, who turns up in a lot of stuff. He's a good guy in Warehouse Thirteen, which I always assume he's sinister. He just gets roles playing. I'm pretending to be a good guy, mm-hmm. but I'm vaguely Middle Eastern and threatening. Yep, I know so, the guy you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> bald dude, right? Yeah, bald dude. <laughs> so she's got a conflict with her. Fickner works the AI stuff, so there's kind of an Where element is of my missile. Yes. <laughs> That's the guy. So there's that kind of stuff going on, but like he's in a desperate spot. He, he's, a, he's a care guy. He knows the guys who run the the the, the, the attacks on Elysium. Like mm-hmm. one ship makes it through and does get the shit fixed, and they're all deported. So again, you would think if you're going to be an asshole about it, you live in space, just kill all the motherfuckers who get up there. Mm-hmm. Like that would be easiest because the message is even if you get here, yes, your cancer's fi- fixed, 
fuck you, just killed you. I'm gonna kill you all. That's it. You know, you think that that would, I mean, it yeah. would make more sense, but it also, it's, you gotta have a, a, an out for your, your plan, otherwise, the, the people wouldn't put a plot in place, right? Yeah. yeah. So he goes to a guy who's a bit dodgy, he wants a ticket. And they fucking see how fucked he is. He's got five days to live. Mm-hmm. They're giving him med, meds to, like, you know, keep him going a little bit, but that's it. So they're like, right, you're, he's like the most desperate they've ever had. Even the scum that they have living, working in this place, stealing shit, aren't desperate to do what he wants them to do, which is get an implant in his head so we can clone some data, the access codes of somebody who goes to Elysium and get the fuck up there. Mm-hmm. Get through the defense grid or whatever like that. Like, that might be there that they don't really say. So he's like, yeah, I'll do it. I want Victor. But then he's like, they see how sick he is, and that's where they get the bone saw, and they give him into that kick-ass fucking exosuit. Right. And then he's got to do a, you know, do a raid on that, and then evade Kruger, uh, Shalto Copley's Kruger while he gets shit together, and complications ensue, and meanwhile, there's some stuff that's in Fickner's head that he's copied he doesn't know about, that's helpful, and things like that, and... He's been chased down by Shalto Copley and his gang of thugs and stuff. And, you know, the movie escalates from there. You know, right. you can imagine stuff happens. Right. But this movie throws away so many ideas that are, like, I mean, in a cool way. Like, the exosuits. Just, Ed's got it. You know, he's hacking someone's brain. Yeah, it's just something they do. You know, this is all, this is, it's really, it's like, it's like some of the Johnny Mnemonic right. Right, you know what I mean? Right, it's right, not right, yeah, the yeah. surface sheen of cyberpunk. It's very hard to even call it cyberpunk. There's no hacking and all that kind of shit, but mm-hmm. they're hacking people's brains. You know, they're going into battle with like a lot of guns and shit, but like a laptop strapped to his, a small laptop strapped to one of the guy's chest so that when he needs to, he can just flip it open. He's like, fucking, mm, yeah. fucking thing. They, they find a way to make it sort of all palatable. Like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, and I think it's also, as I was going through my notes for this afternoon, I'm taking notes when I'm in the previews these days. It's like, this guy, Neil Blancap, and who doesn't? He loves aliens. Mm-hmm. There's a bit near the end when they're in the lift, and I'm pretty much sure that they're identical to the lift in the heating, pl- the nuclear plant. Yeah, 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 the yeah. way those doors close, right, right, right. I think even the noise is the same. <laughs> and the the gear that the guys, both Shelter Copley's thugs, like like they're like PMC, like private military company dudes, and the the, the guys that hang out with uh, Matt Damon. They pretty much look like dirty versions of the aliens, Marines, the colonial Marines, colonial Marines. And right. there's a lot of cool toys in this movie. Like again, he he said that this is like the the that. The social commentary is the background. Into that, he gets to put cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Like when they shoot down Fickner's car, flying, the little toy car, a little kind of shuttle thing we saw a lot of the Comic-Con. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fickner squeaks. It's great when he does this. <laughs> he's, he's, you know, he's like, because he's like, he's usually living in this bubble and his bubble's being burst. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a great moment. But there's just lots of cool tech or firing off massive fucking guns that fire... They don't just fire bullets, they fire little explosives that explode like close to the target. Right. So you program for your target and explode around the target. So you don't just fuck up the front of the robot, you just rip the fucking thing in half in beautiful slow motion. Awesome. And uh, Shelter Copley's been, you know, he's a bit of a warrior. He's got like implants and shit all through him. He's got a little shield thing, looks amazing. Some of the fighting scenes are a bit weird. I don't know whether it's maybe edits or something like that. But there was some weird slowdown and shaky stuff, which is like considering how those beautiful screensaver images were earlier mm-hmm. it took me as odd right um, there's a fantastic moment where someone gets their fucking face blown off by a grenade and then revived later and none of this was censored none of that was censored no the, the, the face thing was like oh fuck and there's like oh they're gonna bring him back and like, the, the guy's doing it like yeah, he's gonna be pissed about this <laughs> fuck <laughs> so it's cool and it's got like when they you know when someone gets to Elysium they run around there and it's you know You've got if you, he fights Kruger, it's pretty fucking much. It's pretty obvious, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I came away from it totally satisfied. As much as I did from District 9, I really don't understand the hate online for this movie. People saying, like, I don't know what they were expecting, whether yeah. they're expecting it to be yeah, the Bible and an action movie. Yeah, yeah, because people have been, um, like, saying it's a huge letdown. Yeah, I mean, some of the kid stuff I could have done without. It's like, it's back, you know, you start your story where it's supposed to be started, right? Yeah. Some of it could be easily skipped. Right. Um, but it kind of makes some point that there is a through line there that it makes sense for. Right. You know, this movie might actually in, in involve the singularity, you know, type of technical singularity. Yeah. It yeah. might actually involve that. It's not too clear. Right. But those are the kind of, again, these are just things that, these are highbrow technical concepts people usually build a movie around mm-hmm. and they're just in there. Right. And it's great. So it's just that there's a real world to it. Still wish they put some guns on the station. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of, you know, it's one of those things that bugs you. Yeah, it's like, yeah. you're, you've got paradise on earth and you didn't put any gates on it. <laughs> And I'm also I'm not sure about the size because I mean it's a it's a Taurus it's a it's a, it's a ring world yeah and I'm not sure whether gravity holds the wind the air in or not like it's open on top I'm not sure that's let the sun in but I thought those NASA things always had glass on them I'm not sure but yeah. you know it is cool looking I mean even the fight there's a fight scene near the end near the air processing air processing plant mm-hmm. not the atmospheric processing plant mm-hmm. with cherry blossoms blowing in the wind which is kind of cool as well huh. like there's a lot of beautiful imagery I need to I would like to watch it when, when it comes out on DVD or whatever I'll be putting it in the drive and fucking screenshotting the whole motherfucking thing because it's just like I said the shots of this this city that haven't been shown that are this is the space station that have been shown are amazing and shots of the city and the tech is very much if you like if, if you've seen the the dropship from Aliens and thought oh that's fucking awesome a lot of the flying they're, they're all brute force flying shit like fuck aerodynamics we're just going to strap four of the most kick-ass engines on this thing and just put them at full thrust, thrust throttle and just have shit happen cool so it's cool I would I would highly recommend it no, I just, I, I don't I'm, get I, I'm looking forward to seeing it yeah so that was a long podcast yeah we should end there yep I think we probably should uh, we will finish with the US and Malaysian box office top 10 in starting Ma- in the US oh in Malaysia at number 10. Gamelia. No idea. Number 9, The Smurfs 2. Seen that yet? Nope. Number 8, The Purge. The Purge. Number 7, Planes. Number 6, Paku Puntiana. Number f- oh, number 5, Percy Jackson, Sea of Monsters. Number 4, Unbeatable. Number 3, The Conjuring. Number 2, The Mortal Instruments, City of Bones. And at number 1, it's a movie I just reviewed, Elysium. In the US, number 10, Kick-Ass 2. Number 9, Blue Jasmine. Number 8, Percy Jackson. Number 7, You're Next. I've heard that's pretty good. Yep. I've, uh, I've, heard, it, I've heard it's good. But a couple of reviewers have said uh, it's good. But don't expect too much. Don't expect too much. We should uh, get that on the fucking banner. T-shirts. It's good, but don't, <laughs> don't expect, expect too much. much. I'm s- good, but don't expect too much. <laughs> Number six, Elysium. Number five, Planes. Number four, The World's End. Number three, Mortal Instruments, City of Bones. Number two, Where are the Millers. Number one, Lee Daniels, The Butler. Yeah. Thanks a lot for listening. We'll talk to you next time. See ya. I'm going to find the button that says stop. <laughs> <laughs>